role for the former mayor despite calls for him to step down. Our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis has more. Stuart Burke was co-opted onto the scrutiny committee, which holds decision makers on the authority to account, at last night's full council meeting. The move comes after he resigned as the chairman of the committee, which lifted a suspension on the licence of Nadim Kiani, who raped and sexually abused prostitutes in 1994. Former Mayor Saban Shafiq was also drafted onto the Health Scrutiny and Joint Negotiating Committees. He had resigned from the ceremonial role after it had been found he'd given a character reference to Mr Kiani in 2011. President Obama has promised a relentless military campaign to destroy the militant group Islamic State. In a televised address, he revealed he'd authorised an extension of airstrikes to Syria, but said he wouldn't be deploying ground troops. The Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote. In next week's Scottish independence referendum, a new opinion poll has given the no campaign a marginal lead. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines could be heading for industrial action over changes to pay and pensions. It follows a decision by the company's Swiss backers not to invest any further into the company's pension scheme. More from Lee Agnew. Monarch has been flying out of Luton Airport since 1968, but has struggled to compete with the rise of budget airlines such as EasyJet and Ryanair. It employs more than 3,000 staff, but having already announced 900 job losses, is also faced with a large hole in its pension fund. The British Airline Pilots Association is now planning to ballot its members, having been asked to accept lower pension payouts. Richard Keel, the American actor who played the villain Jaws in two James Bond films, has died. He was 74 and starred in The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. In sport, Tottenham fans say they would oppose a move to Milton Keynes. Spurs are looking for a temporary home for 2017 for one season, following a delay to their new ground at White Hart Lane. Stadium MK has been mentioned as a possible venue. The weather, a dry day, but with more cloud and fewer sunny spells. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. And if you've got any aches, pains or strains, our physiotherapist Richard Evans will be on hand to offer advice. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh man, it's Thursday, and doesn't it? Fi- doesn't it feel like Thursday? Flipping heck! Lots coming up on the show today. Due to computer difficulties, I yeah, cannot... Yeah, you interfered and started deleting things. <laughs> he did not With delete... hilarious consequences. Hilarious consequences. I don't know what's coming up in the show. You don't know what's coming up in the show. Catherine does. I wonder if she's going to tell us. Religious registrars, dodgy decisions, and a bit of effing and jeffing. Yay! Sounds like a show to me. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you.
pretend that I'm kissing the lips I'm missing and hope that my dreams will come true. And then while I'm away, I'll ride home every day and I'll send all my loving to you. All my loving. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember I'll always be true And then while I'm away I'll ride home every day And I'll send all my loving to you All my loving I will send to you I can do that. I can do McCartney. Will you be sending all your loving to us? It depends on what gender that person is that you're sending the loving to. Not to me, it doesn't. No, not nor me, but to some people it does. And that's the link into the next story. Smooth. The National Secular Society is demanding to know why Central Bedfordshire Council offered to reinstate a registrar who refuses to marry gay couples. Margaret Jones turned to the Christian Legal Centre after being sacked for bringing the local authority into disrepute. She'd never been asked to conduct a same-sex wedding and argued she'd lost her position as senior deputy registrar for her beliefs rather than her actions. Well, Catherine's been looking into this one and joins me now. Catherine, what's the background to this case, please? Last year, the government passed the Marriage Bracket Same-Sex Couples Act, which recognises gay couples' rights to be seen as husband and husband or wife and wife rather than the rather clinical-sounding civil partners. It ruins my marriage! It's a subtle difference, but one that means a great deal to people who just want to be able to marry their girlfriend and boyfriend like anybody else. So on the 28th of March this year, the day before the first same-sex marriages were due to take place at Bedford, uh, Bedford Registry Office, Margaret Jones was called into a meeting with management and they asked her a question that sparked a battle with her employers. Would your Christian beliefs stop you conducting same-sex marriage? Now, Margaret Jones said that while she would be prepared to handle the paperwork, there are two officiates there. She'd be prepared to be the one handling the paperwork for a gay wedding. She would not, in good conscience, be able to stand up and say the line, it gives me great pleasure to declare a gay couple married. And so she couldn't conduct the wedding itself. Is that what they say? No. It gives me great pleasure. It gives me great pleasure to declare a gay couple married. Okay. So, so, um... Margaret. Margaret says that she was told she either had to conduct same-sex marriages... Or resign. The council put Mrs Jones through an internal disciplinary procedure which decided that she would be dismissed for breaching equality laws and bring the council into disrepute. So the council, they've backtracked, have they? They have. They've been forced to offer Margaret Jones her job back after an appeal against her dismissal was upheld. A panel decided that the council had not fully investigated ways of accommodating Mrs Jones' religious beliefs. And the Christian Legal Centre, which was advising Mrs Jones, sent a letter to her informing her that she would be reinstated with no final 
financial loss and any reference to gross misconduct would be expunged from her records. Um, we understand that Ms Jones can now choose not to conduct same-sex ceremonies, although... What we're hearing is that she's decided not to take up Central Bedfordshire Council's offer. So this is all this is all about principle, really. OK, now the National Secular Society is criticising the decision by uh, Central Beds Council to reinstate Ms Jones. Why? Yeah, because they think the council should have stuck to their guns and they're asking Central Bedfordshire Council to clarify its position regarding the right of employees to opt out of part of their job requirements. And they argue it's not unreasonable to expect registrars to carry out their responsibilities without discrimination. The NSS says that guidance issued by the Equality and Human Rights Rights Commission on this is clear, and they quote it, religious beliefs cannot override the rights of gay couples to get married. It states, when someone is providing a public service, they cannot, because of their religion or belief, discriminate unlawfully against customers or service users. I just wanted to reiterate what um, Margaret Jones was saying. She said she was being punished for her beliefs rather than her actions because she'd never been asked to conduct a gay wedding. But remember, this is the day before they came in. Mm. So it was before that was a uh, a proper proposition that it all sort of kicked into place. What have the council said in response? Well, we did ask to speak to Central Bedfordshire live on the When are they coming on? They won't be commenting on this case. Responding to the National Secular Society, though, the council have told us the recent case has demonstrated the complexity of weighing up its duty not to discriminate against an employee's individual rights. And it also quotes guidance from the Equality and Human Rights Commission, which says that a registrar whose religious or other belief prevents them undertaking all the responsibilities of their public office can explore potential options with their employer. Uh, Very simple question. Who's right here? Central Beds Council or um, um, uh, Ms Jones? Jones. 08459. Four double five, five double five. Oh no, this is a horrible Kelly. This is a horrible live version. We can't have a horrible live version of that song. Let's. Um, Sorry, it, it was, was the only one. At the is that the? Uh, that can't be the only one. Let's have a look. Oh, it's a horrible live version. No, 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 no. We'll have none. I tell you, we'll have the Bee Gees. We'll have the Bee Gees. We're not going to have a horrible live version of that song. That's a terrible indictment on the Who. Here we go. Touch me in the pouring rain And the moment that you wander apart from me I want to feel you in my arms again And you come to me on a summer breeze Keep me warm in your love Then you softly leave And it's me you
It's the flipping Bee Gees, isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Was this Christian lady right to say that she wouldn't be happy conducting the uh, the marriage ceremony of a gay couple in a registry office? Uh, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look so far at the M1 this morning, Luton Spur, building a bit on the speed sensors because of those major roadworks that are taking place between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Having a look so far at the M25, heading anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed at the moment. That's just between Junction 24 at Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. And there's a broken down vehicle there causing some delays. Take a look at the trains, everything's running to time on the departure boards across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Six sixteen. It's Thursday, the eleventh of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Councillor uh, Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refused to marry same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. And the Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote in the Scottish referendum. BBC Three Counties Radio. And now a word about Princess Risborough. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chiltern Hills. Beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. Exploring where you live. You get smiles along the high street. Risborough people on the whole are very friendly. All this week, we're discovering Princess Risborough. From where I live, you can look out and there's just green fields all the way down the bottom. Telling everyone about where you live. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. You keep finding new places and new views. Even just driving about, you get surprises. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's got a great sense of community and the spirit here is fantastic. From BBC Three Counties Radio. At last, the who in the studio. The hoodio. Oh.
turn and turn and turn and stick its paws into the bottom. Right, and it sounds when it gets on your lap and it digs its paws into your leg because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. One of the councillors behind the decision to allow a serial rapist to drive a taxi in Milton Keynes has been given another important role on the council. When the rail went public last week, Stuart Burke apologised for the lapse of judgement and resigned as chairman of the licensing panel. But it turns out he won't be sat on his backside twiddling his thumbs all day. Last night, he was given another judgment-heavy position, this time on the council's scrutiny committee. Well, our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis joins me now. Craig, why did Stuart Burke have to resign? Well, Ian, it's something we've been talking about for the last uh, week or so, Mm. last week and a half. Stuart Burke was the chairman of the regulatory subcommittee on uh, Milton Keynes Council. And as you'll remember, that was the committee that decided to lift the licence of Nadim Kiani, uh, Nadine Ahmed Kiani in 2012. He's a serial sex offender who was found to have uh, sexually abused and raped prostitutes in London in 1994. Uh, he was imprisoned for eight years for those offences and uh, and he actually committed them with the help of an accomplice. So they, they were pretty horrific. Uh, despite all this information, Stuart Burke, along with two other councillors, Gladstone McKenzie and Robin Bradburn, lifted the suspension of that licence in 2012. When all that came to light, uh, Mr Burke and Mr McKenzie resigned from their positions on that regulatory subcommittee. Uh, just to mention Robin Bradburn, he's no longer actually a councillor, yeah. so so hasn't come into this. But they did remain as councillors, and, and last night uh, the pe- uh, Mr Burke returned to sit on two committees. Now, I don't understand how this could happen. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting question here, and there were a number of councillors being opted onto various committees last night. The the sort of nuts and bolts of it is is that Councillor Derek Eastman was made the mayor because Saban Shafiq, who was also central to all of this, he was the uh, he was the previous mayor, and he had to step down because in 2011 it was found that he had he had vouched, given a personal recommendation mm. for his good friend Nadim Kiani, and uh, so he stepped down. That meant that uh, other councillors had to step into Derek Eastman's positions and they had to be Liberal Democrats because it's all decided proportionately. Yeah. So up stepped uh, Stuart Burke and, um, and Mr Shafiq himself to, uh, to fill these positions. Which committees will Stuart Burke be working on? Yeah, and it, Stuart Burke's now going to be serving on the Overview and Scrutiny Manage- Management Committee and the Overview and Scrutiny Working Group. They sound like quite big... Positions, yeah, they they are. They're, they're, um, basically, what he's going to be doing is scrutinising the work of the cabinet, of the executive, and all the big decisions made on Milton Keynes Council. It, it certainly wasn't a popular choice last night. There was a lot of rumblings. Councillor Andy Dransfield, a, a, a Conservative, was desperate for uh, for that motion to go through. He was asking, to, "If we vote on this, I'm not going to vote on this." But uh, as Derek Eastman, the new mayor, pointed out, this is not something councillors can vote on. This this is written into the constitution of the council, so it, it had to happen. Alice Bramwell, another Tory, she's the head of the uh, of the House Scrutiny Committee that Saban Shafiq is going to be moved on to. Uh, she called the decision abhorrent. But Douglas McCall, who's going to be talking to you later today, uh, he he was um, he was saying that that these people had broken uh, no law, uh, no council policy had no, been. But broken. they made a really awful decision to allow a violent serial rapist to be able to drive a taxi. Well, exactly that. And we've heard lots of people uh, on this show, on this station, uh, Mark Lancaster, the MP, uh, Edith Ball, 
called the leader of the opposition. Uh, Peter Marland himself has questioned Saban Shafiq's uh, uh, position. Pete Marland is the leader of the council, of course, and, uh, and and Terry Baines, who you'll speak to later from Fishermead's Residents Association, was very strong last night, saying that Saban Shafiq should uh, should be on his way. Let's just just reiterate in case anyone missed it. Stuart Burke is going to serve uh, is going to serve on the Overview and Scrutiny Management Committee and the Overview and Scrutiny Working Group. Yeah, and Saban Shafiq, the former mayor, who said that this serial rapist was a good friend of his, is going to become a member of the Health Scrutiny Committee and the Joint Negotiating Committee. There is, of course, is another name in this we've been talking about, Gladstone McKenzie. What's happened to him? Yeah, Gladstone McKenzie, he's a Labour politician and he is also going to remain a councillor. Um, just throwing quickly in, Gladstone McKenzie and Saban Shafiq, despite deciding they were going to continue as councillors, didn't even bother to turn up to last night's meeting. Wow. Stuart Burke, to Full be fair, council meeting and they, they didn't turn up. They didn't turn up. Stuart Burke, to be fair, he, he, he faced it and, and did turn up. Um, but Gladstone McKenzie is not going to be opted on to any other committee, so he will remain a councillor, but he's not going to uh, be moving on to any of these other committees. What's also interesting is Katrina Morris, a Conservative. She became the new chairwoman of the Licensing Committee, this uh, this sub-regulatory subcommittee that, that made the decision in the first place. She's got a pretty busy in-tray now. Um, currently, five taxi drivers still have criminal convictions on, uh, on Milton Keynes roads driving around. One of those has a sexual offence. That's not been sorted out yet. Uh, their presence was discovered after an investigation was launched by the council that uh, that came after those revelations about Nadim Kiani. An internal council investigation is still trying to go on to find out why Mr Kiani was given a licence in the first place. And interestingly, he was also given a hackney carriage licence earlier this year by a council officer. That council officer still sits in. No action's been taken against him at it, all. It is incredible. We've had so many voices from various different groups and parties uh, saying that these gentlemen should resign as councillors... And yet they've just been moved sideways. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened in um, Douglas McCall's defence was we have positions, we have to fill positions. We've made a decision that they will carry on as uh, as councillors. And, 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 and I guess if you're going to make that decision, then, yep. then they have to act as councillors. But there's got to be real question marks about their judgment after what that's they've the done. Thing. And the very important committees they're going to be sitting on. Uh, I, I really wish Saban Shafiq and Stuart Burke would come on this show. I'm assuming they're not lined up to pop up today, are they? Uh, no, we've no. repeatedly tried yeah. to get hold of both Saban Shafiq and Stuart Stuart Burke. Stuart Burke is apparently waiting for the result of the council's internal investigation. Saban no. Shafiq is just not talking to anyone. Not, not good enough, I don't think. I'm getting quite angry about this now. They've they've had their, you know, we've kind of had the little the, the little game, and they've had their opportunities. But now that they have been shifted sideways, you know, some might even suggest promoted upwards, uh, and they are councillors. They need to come on and, and address the situation. I think head on. I think that's what we have to... Uh, Craig, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. We have asked Mr Burke and uh, Mr Shafiq to come on the show several times. Uh, they have refused, and I, I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed about that now. I think that the, they, they have a duty to come on and tell people, the people that they work for, exactly what's going on. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Roxton, the A1, the Great North Road, building up a bit on the sensors just at the Black Cat roundabouts. Those major roadworks are continuing there, often causing delays. The M25 heading anti-clockwise. There's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. That's due to a broken down vehicle there. In East Barnet, there's some junction improvements taking place at the moment on Brook Hill Road, just at Cat Hill.
Hill, so do expect delays there. Some temporary traffic lights in place there as well. And on the train, some disruption at the moment on First Capital Connect out of King's Cross to Peterborough, so could cause some delays through the three counties. Do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. There's a, a, a message here in email, Catherine. Yeah. That recording you're playing about Princess Rizbra, the last man talking sounds just like, it couldn't be, could it? Peter Andre. It could be. we better check. We'll have a little listen after the news. Here's Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, the headline, Central Bedfordshire Council has been criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. Margaret Jones was dismissed after saying it went against her Christian faith. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. Stuart Burke resigned as the chair of licensing. There's also a new role for the former mayor, despite calls for him to step down. And the Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote in next week's Scottish independence referendum. A new opinion poll has given the no campaign a marginal lead. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tottenham fans say they would oppose a move to Milton Keynes. Spurs are looking for a new temporary home for 2017 for one season, following a delay to their new ground at White Hart Lane. Stadium MK has been mentioned as a possible venue, but a poll of Spurs fans backs a move to Wembley, with the Supporters Trust spokesman saying there would be serious issues with playing in Milton Keynes. Former Tottenham captain Gary Mabbott is now a club ambassador. At the moment there are a number of stadiums that are being looked at, of course, and uh, what's going to be vitally important is, is you know, what's, uh, what's going to suit the team best, uh, what you want is as little disruption as possible, uh, and what's going to su- uh, suit the supporters as well. So all that will be taken into consideration, and uh, you know, when, when the time comes, the decision w- will be made that's going to obviously ho- hopefully uh, have taken into consideration all of those factors. The Manchester United assistant manager Ryan Gigg says the club haven't abandoned their traditions or youth policy, despite letting homegrown players Danny Welbeck and Tom Cleverley leave Old Trafford. United have spent 100 £150 million on new signings this summer, but Gig says manager Louis Van Aal remains committed to giving youth a chance. Danny has left, which is obviously disappointing because you, you never want to see a homegrown player leave, but this is a manager who gives Seydorf his chance, gives Clive his chance, gives Iniesta his chance, Xavi, Thomas Muller. He's got a track record of giving young players a chance. It'll always happen, players will leave, but we've still got to make sure that young players come through because United fans demand it. And Polish rider Michael Kiewatowski leads cycling's Tour of Britain after victory on stage four in Bristol. So Bradley Wiggins dropped back another place, is now sixth overall, 27 seconds behind the pole. Today's stage is through Devon from Exmouth to Exeter before the riders head for Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire tomorrow. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, um... Don't Nommy get upset old. about it. Don't get upset about hey, it. Hey, man, Jaws has died. Oh. Oh, I was sad by that. And uh, here, for those of you in the studio with me, here's a picture of Richard Keel with an episode of The Monkeys, of course, where he played Frankenstein's monster. He's also oh. excellent in Happy Gilmore. Typecast, though. Typecast is a big fella. <laughs> yeah. Jaws is the coolest villain of all time. No, come on. 
Scaramanga. No way. Because the thing about Jaws is, he's, um, he's in, I think he's in two Bond films. And the first one, he, he's not like a supervillain. He's like the henchman. But by... His superpower was biting you. Yeah, yeah. But you have to get quite close to someone to exert that superpower. Just but... hold, it, hold his forehead. No, he, he's too strong for that, mate. And he's got metal teeth. He'll bite your fingers off. <laughs> uh, and, of course, in Moonraker, he falls in love with a tiny woman. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and that's Hilarious it. consequences. That would be... Um, or Quado. Yeah, but, you know, the heart wants what it wants. And it gets what it gets. Well. 08459 It's time to look at the newspapers. Let's. Nor- Nor- Norwich. Norwich? Norwich is voted the happiest place for children. Oh. I've been to Norwich, but I wasn't a child. I was fairly content. Norwich is the happiest place to, in ch- Britain to be a child. The East Anglian city was voted top thanks to a combination of open spaces, public amenities, safe roads and other factors. Oh, for goodness sake. Hey! Oh! Oh! I tell you what has excited me. Normally, I don't like to mention the company that's done the survey. Tell me, tell me. Panda Pops. <laughs> wow, are they still going? Panda Soft Drinks Company. Oh, well done. I was always slightly disappointed when I got a Panda Pop. Well, it's just cheap Coke, isn't it? Yeah. But I love a Panda Pop. Do you? Yeah, I do like a Panda Pop. It's like cheap Coke and lemonade doesn't taste like lemonade. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Love a Panda Pop. My grand and granddad used to get Corona. The Corona Man. Oh. They used to keep it in the toilet. Cold. I suppose. Yeah, cold. And uh, I used to wonder why all the grandkids used to go in the loo for ages. <laughs> we used to have my nan used to have Tizer, and I had some Tizer recently. It really is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, unless you know. I, I don't know. know what that flavour is. Red. Orange. Yeah. Red flavour. Oh yeah, because uh, I'm bruised orange. Ah, it's got the eyes because I'm Isaac and Tizer. That was the song. Was it? At last, someone has invented something that um, I'm surprised this hasn't been invented. I know before. what it is. Yeah. Hot knife. Yeah, hot knife. Hot stuff. Knife that melts butter. It's a slippery issue that foxes most of us. How to successfully spread butter straight from the fridge? Well, you can't. Use a hot knife. Well, first of all, you're not supposed to put butter in the fridge. Secondly... Aren't you? No, of course you leave it out. But it just goes to lob. No, in the butter tray. Leave it in the butter dish. With oh, the really? lid, lid on. Of course you do. That's what oh, a butter I ne- dish is I for. I never do that. Don't put butter in the fridge, you, you fools. If you do, you have to put it in the microwave. And you have to time it just right. Because if you time it too long, it's oil. No, no. What? Your fridge has got a door, right? Yeah. So yeah, that of door is... Yeah. yeah, that door is where you put your butter. It's got a little compartment specially made for your butter. For your marge, mate. I don't use marge. Exactly. You I'm don't posher than you, I have, think. Have you got a butter tray, butter dish? No, I've had. Well, I'm posher than you, because so, I've got one. You don't put butter in the fridge. That's a fact, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? 08459 455 555. Your butter stories. Call me now. You're going to be telling me next you don't put your eggs in the fridge. You've got one of them hen things. Yeah, I've got a hen thing. Have you? Of course we have. Gosh. We're posh. You don't put eggs in the fridge, and you don't put butter in the fridge. Tomatoes? Um, we do, but only because there's nowhere else to put them. We've got yeah, veggies. Exactly. I haven't got the workspace to be having all these different ceramics out. You do not. Let, let's ask Kelly where she puts her butter. Kelly, where do you put your butter? <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? I In missed... the fridge or on the side? And this is butter, oh. not margarine, not oh, store. butter? Yeah. Butter has to go on the side. Thank you what? very much indeed. You see, and she's posh. What uh-huh. am I doing? Have I lived this long without realising this? You're living like... Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, but five, five, double, five. But your side, your worktop must look like the Antiques Roadshow. So you've got your chicken with the eggs in. That's on the windowsill. Oh, that's a brave move, isn't it? Why? We're not going to get egg thieves coming you round. You might get a boiled egg. It gets hot. <laughs> no, it's in the shade, that window. Right, OK. Yeah. And then you've got your butter dish. Yep. Has he got a cow on I, I don't really study the butter dish. It's it's white. Wow. And it has a handle. Kitch. Uh, th- th- that's right, isn't it? You don't... No one... No, you're not supposed to store butter in the fridge. Not kitch. It is. It's not kitch if it's done straight. It's kitch if it's done ironically. 
Anyway. You got a chicken straight, though. You got one of them chicken things straight. That's not a joke. No, it's not a joke. Wow. Anyway, this this fella has invented a knife. I'm assuming it's a fella. They invent the best things. Seriously, oh. though. What was it? No, seriously, though. And I say this with respect and love to all womankind. We've all got mothers. Um... Uh, what has a woman ever invented? And I'm saying that seriously, actually. I can't think of one thing a woman's invented. There are things. Petticoats, probably a bloke. They never got the props for it. That's a problem. Well, tell me one thing. Marie Curie was the brains behind that operation. What, charity shops? What? She invented charity shops. Oh, Ian. Every day you disappoint me more. The knife harnesses the warmth from the palm of your hand... So the blade glides easily through the butter and slides smoothly onto your toast. It's called Spread That! Exclamation mark. I know where it's going to be sold. Lakeland. <laughs> um, well, uh, the, the Robert Dias, and in that uh, magazine you get with uh, Sunday uh, not supplements. Be- uh, not better way. Gosh. Well, I'll have a spread. That is expected to retail at 15 quid. Go on, 15 I'll pounds? I'll have one for a posh knife. Wow. You don't need it. You keep your butter out. What are you getting a knife for? Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Um, Caroline Wozniacki has revealed that golf champion Rory McIlroy dumped her over the phone. Oh. Coward's way out. No, well, the coward's way out is just not ringing. He dumped her over the phone just days after they sent out their wedding invitations. These are not 14-year-olds. No. I got dumped over the phone. Fair enough, I was, I was abroad. And I paid for the call. Boy, what abroad. But... But you paid for the call that yeah, dumped you. Yeah, wow, that's really bad, isn't it? That is that is actually terrible. And, and how barefaced of him? Go, uh, I'll ring you back. Okay. Yeah. I rang him back. Oh, oh, he phoned you up and asked you to call him. That's what, the way we played it, right? Because he was in halls of residence. Oh, so all the time I was abroad, I was ringing him back, and yeah. we were going to split the bill when I got home. Oh, mate, did that bill ever get split? Did it? Hey. Kept his cranberry CD though. I. I'll oh, teach him. Did you have to let it linger? <laughs> I um I think fair play to him. He's done a brave. He's done it's a very brave. brave thing. It's brave. It would be braver to actually see her. A brave thing in a cowardly way. Mm. If that works. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like if you feel the, the that that machine of a wedding happening and you feel like you don't want to do it. And how do you put the brakes on when it gets to that? I mean, flipping it, the day before that is a late stage. Mark's in Bletchley. Morning, Mark. Morning, Ian. Morning, Catherine. Hiya. Oh, yeah, I've got uh, that butter that uh, holds the ship down, uh, as you can probably appreciate the name. Um, it's does he, hang on, uh, does, does he mean anchor? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah he does. OK, good. good. No, 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 no brand names, no brand names. No brand names. Other uh, butters are available. Uh, it says uh, keep in the fridge. So. Yeah, I like a Lurpak myself. Slightly oh. salted. No brand names, no brand names. Uh, other butters are available. Uh, yeah, well, it may say that, Mark, but that's that's health and safety gone mad there, mate. You're not supposed to. What, what did they do in the 1800s when refrigerators hadn't been invented? Well, I don't know, maybe... They got it? horrible diseases. Yeah, I know, but but I'm just specifically talking about the butter. Uh. Maybe it was a different type, I don't know. This, it does say, honestly, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just... He made me go and get my butter. But the old fridge is. <laughs> Good. Actually, open it on air for us. Have you got it there, Mark? Yes, hang on. Tell us about the consistency. Is it spreadable? If it's from the fridge, it won't be. It'll be a blick, a, a, blick, uh-huh. a brock, a uh, brick, uh, uh, a block. Ah, what, uh, uh, what I do, that, that was another thing I thought about. Yeah. I, uh, to make it spread, I don't use a hot knife because it will drop off. I've done this before. Oh, yeah. What I do is you just uh, get a knife, get a couple of lumps of it, put it on if you're doing four lots of bread, and leave it for about, what, a minute, maybe two minutes, no. and it spreads okay. No, it doesn't. Oh, Mark, yeah, well, I, that like won't... I like his style. He's building up the anticipation. No. That won't spread on bread, mate. It does. No, mate, it won't. It does. No, you're, you're, I don't believe you. 
Well, is this on YouTube? Have you filmed yourself doing this? I don't I, believe I, you. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do uh, Naked Scientist Kitchen Science, and I'd, I've done that before, actually, for them. But, um, yeah, honestly, you put... Um, naked? Na- you know the Naked Scientist programme, when they used to do Kitchen Science. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Mark. We used to do that. Good programme. I, I did it with loads of toast once, uh, and... Uh, flip the toast to see how many lumps of toast would uh, land butter side And what up. were the results of your experiment? <laughs> a messy kitchen. Isn't there, it? Mark, thank you very much indeed. I like Mark, he's a scientific mind. <clears throat> he's got a scientific mind, isn't he? It? Yeah. It's good, that. 08459 four double five five double five. Shall we have a song? Go on. Yeah, all right. record um, to give you some breaking news. Uh, Britain has declared... No. No. Catherine, you were just telling me something very, very odd, and I'm slightly confused by what you've said. Has anyone else had a letter home from school, from a primary school in the last few days, asking for your national insurance details? None of their business. Well, apparently that's the only way they can get the funding that's no. allocated for each pupil. Mm, it's something to do no. with free school dinners. No, I'm, I may not be the only one, but I, I do feel a bit odd about it. That's the only way they can get the funding. Utter nonsense. They just count the number of kids. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. How secret is your... Because na- I know my national insurance number off by heart as I signed on for so long. I don't really know it. It's JP something. Mine's NZ. Mm. Uh, but d- uh, how, how secure and private is that number supposed to be? Well, I thought it was supposed to be the utmost secrecy, so writing it on a school-printed form it feels a bit odd. No, I wouldn't give it to them. You're well within your rights to tell them to jog on. I'm just wondering why. 
I Can someone in. explain why a primary school would be asking Catherine Boyle for her top secret uh, national insurance number? And also, how top secret is your national... If I were to give up my national insurance number on the air now, how much damage would I potentially be doing to myself? Could, could someone uh, then pretend to be me and um, eventually be the father of my children? I don't know... Um, I mean, I've carried that quite some way into the future there. Yeah. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the trains this morning, major disruption at the moment on First Capital Connect and East Coast trains uh, between Peterborough and King's Cross. There's been a signalling problem at Peaceborough, so we are seeing delays at the moment of up to two hours. Taking a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, there's lane closed because of a broken down vehicle between Junction 24 at Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. Also rather heavy at the moment between 21 the M1 and Junction 20 for King's Langley. And starting to build up now in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road just at the junction 21A for the M at 25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46. It's Thursday the 11th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. And the Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote in the Scottish referendum. Rendum. Coming up, we'll speak to Dealey in a second, but before that, let's get the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. A chilly start out there for some of us. Just uh, five degrees in some of the three counties at the moment, but 10 degrees at Wickham, nine degrees at St Albans. So we've got a real spread in temperatures. And we also have a little bit of mist and fog patches around as well. And not too much of that, but it is worth a mention if you're just out and about on the roads first thing this morning. And we've had some cloud move towards us from the east as we've gone through the night. That cloud continuing to filter its way into all three counties. And then we're looking at a pretty cloudy morning, eventually some brighter spells coming through during this afternoon. In the best of those, looking at highs, again in the late teens, 19 Celsius typically, 66 in Fahrenheit. You'll need some brightness there to achieve those temperatures. It's a cloudier day all in all than it was yesterday. Tonight we'll keep the cloud around, so the temperature's not really falling away too far. Tomorrow, a generally pretty cloudy start, some breaks in a cloud here and there, but a better chance of seeing some sunshine tomorrow afternoon and the temperature's up to 20, possibly 21 degrees. Degrees and staying dry through the weekend, not until the new working week are we even starting to run, run the risk. And it is just a risk at this point of any rain coming through. And uh, there's more on the website, on the weather website, 10 day forecast for where you live. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Pal, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni weekdays from 3 BBC Three Counties Radio Morning Canvas I wasn't expecting that but that'll do I wasn't expecting that but that'll do 
You all right? Yeah. Uh, lots to talk about on the show this morning. Oh, Get, well, Prince's Risper Trail. Oh, yeah, 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 we yeah. We need yeah. to have a listen to that for, Je- uh, for Jenny. Just? Yes, boss? Oh, blimey. Have you got any Princess Risborough facts for us today? Yes, well, funny you should mention Peter Andre, but um, the lyrics to Mysterious Girl were actually written in Princess Risborough. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, wow. the song featuring Bubbler Ranks, of course. Uh, massive hit back in the 1990s. Yeah, apparently he wrote that song in Princess Risborough. OK, what was the circumstances surrounding the writing of that song? What happened? Well, apparently, according to legend, he went to a place called BG. Jams. Uh, now, of course. Oh, I used to yeah, work in yeah. B Jams. Now known as Iceland. You may have seen him in the adverts. Yeah. He uh, bumped into a, a girl in B Jams. Mum's gone to B Jams. Yeah. <laughs> and he thought that she was quite mysterious. So wow. he went to a pub in Princess Risborough and he sat down and he wrote the lyrics. So well, we can claim that local and vocal. Now, I've heard an, an, a side to that that mm. he thought she was mysterious because is it right that her badge had fallen off her tabard? Quite possibly. So he didn't know what her name was. Well, let's, uh, this, this, let's have a listen to this then. This, yeah. this could be Peter Andre on this show. Let's have a little listen. Mm. BBC Three Counties Radio's Not big that. tour of beds, no. hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chilton Hills. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. That it's could be him. where you live. You get smiles along the high street. Risborough people on the whole are very friendly. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. From where I live, you can... Look out, and there's just green all the way down the bottom. Telling everyone about where you live. Walking, cycling, yeah, not stopping. Sarah Millican. You keep finding new places and new views, even just driving a Penelope Keith. Yep. surprises. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's got a great sense of community, and the spirit here is fantastic. From it's Peter Andre! <laughs> it's him! It's him! It's, it's the PA! Back. Apparently, sometimes, he likes to go back to certain places where things have happened in his life, that, that he can relate to. So so maybe he happened to be there in disguise that day, talking to our yeah. team of researchers uh, in Princess Risborough. Does anyone else, when they look at Peter Andre, see the negative version of Anthony Worrell Thompson? <laughs> well, the negative version of Anthony Worrell Thompson. I mean, where Worrell Thompson is fair, Andre is dark. Yeah. But they've got the same face, and I actually think that, bar the accent, they've got the same voice. Now, listen, Justin, we could sit here and discuss about Peter Andre for another, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds. Can we, though? No. We're going to move on. We've got a mission for you. I've got some more facts. Princess Risborough? Do you want them? Let's have one more fact. Okay. And we'll get some throughout the rest of the morning. Home of the big tour, of course. That's why we're celebrating. Aviator Amy Johnson. She once lived in Princess Risborough. Wow. She, of course, she set numerous long-distance records during the 1930s. She became the first female pilot to fly solo from England to Australia. Isn't that amazing? Well, hang on, Australia, and she brought back... Peter Andre. Peter Andre. What's interesting is, you wouldn't believe this, kids, but Justin Dilley's actually reading those words. No, no. Yeah. All in my mind. <laughs> now, listen, Justin, we'll get some more um, Big Tour facts a little bit later on throughout the show, if you don't mind. Mm. Scotland. Oh, again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's really kicking off. The three leaders, the three main leaders, went up to Scotland yesterday for a jolly. uh, And David Cameron gave a very impassioned, well, that's what it says here. It wasn't, if you actually listened to it, speech. Okay. He says, I care far more about my country than I do about my party. He expressed fears that hostility to the Conservatives could be boosting the independence campaign. And this is a direct quote, okay? People think it's like a general election. If you are fed up with the effing Tories, give them a kick. Now, he said effing. E-double-F-I-N-G. Yeah. And I've said this for a long time. I would respect my politician so much more if every now and then, instead of him saying effing, he actually said, 
effing. Mm, if he mm, dropped mm. the F-bomb. You want him to lose his rag? Yeah. I want him to, if, if he wants to be passionate, don't say effing. Drop the F-bomb. Yeah, I mean, we have spoken about swearing before. I mean, in reality, most people swear, don't they? So if you want to, to get in touch with the real people, I would probably say the odd swear word uh, would probably go down quite well. Like, I don't like swearing all the time, and you can hear people in the street all the time who've got no other describing words than mm. effing this and effing that. Mm. But, 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 a well-placed oh. swear really does ram a message he, home. It, it, listen, the, the, the no vote is going to win. It's, I, 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 I'm telling you that now, kids. If he'd have dropped a real F-bomb, <laughs> if you're fed up with the effing Tories, give them a kick, then they would be 10, 15 points ahead now. That would totally, mm. totally have won it for them on that one speech. That's all he needed to do. He's concerned, he's very passionate, and I think a lot of people would probably have, have enjoyed it, would have respected him more, if he had have used the, the correct swear If word. you and I, Justin, are having a passionate discussion in the office, as we often do, I believe we're having a passionate, passionate discussion about the pronunciation of tel- <laughs> telepathy, or telepathy, as you say. Yeah, telepathy, We yes. didn't say, I didn't say to you, Justin, Justin, you are so effing wrong. Yeah. I told you, I kept it real, didn't I? You did. You, I you kept, kept it, it real. real. <laughs> so, on the streets this morning, yep. would you like politicians to swear a bit more? Yep. yep. Okay, let's yep. do this. Justin, speak to you later. Take care. Thank you very much indeed. Here's another one I think people might want to get hold of this morning. Yeah, go on. Prejudice against fat people as bad as racism, oh. say scientists. Okay. okay. Um, it talks about making fat people feel bad about themselves only makes them heavier, according to researchers. No, that's, but, p- that's pies. But the idea of shaming and blaming fat people is something that society needs to confront one of the last socially acceptable forms of prejudice. Now, if you are on the on the fat side, which let's just say it, do you find that people make judgments about you the same as perhaps they would have done about people of a different race years ago before it was uh, frowned upon to do they so? They make judgments. The thing is, now obviously there are, there are, there are serious issues here, including food addiction and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Where, um, it's, it's not as simple as just stopping eating. But... There are, I'm trying to find a picture of the royals. That's why I'm flicking away on the on the radio. But you you can change your weight. You can't change your colour unless you're Michael Jackson. Uh, you can change your weight. You can't change your colour. Yeah, but at the same point, ginger people. I think that's right. That's that's borderline racism. I actually think it is. And you know, this is the um, auntie of two little adorable red-headed boys. Oh. I'm already seeing it. People say, aren't they lovely? Shame about their hair. Really. Very He's quickly. A baby oh, wait, boys. oh wait, four five nine four double five five. Very quickly, because I want to squeeze Adam Antin, who's uh, called in. Uh, there's a picture of um, Prince William, Prince Harry, Prince Charles, and Camilla, and they're all having a they're all having a laugh in this photo. Do you know why they're laughing? Someone's blown off. She's dropped one, isn't she? She has totally cut the cheese. Mistake is making Stand and deliver 
Homes for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off with the train situation this morning, major disruption at the moment on First Capital Connect. Um, all lanes have been opened, all lines have been opened, but there is a big knock-on effect to the commute uh, to and from King's Cross at the moment, so do check before travelling. Taking a look at the M1 heading southbound, delays between Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Taking a look at the M25, that's looking rather slow moving at the moment, between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for King's Langley. Also very heavy anti Clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Bricketwood, it's looking very slow moving on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And the Barnet Bypass, very slow on camera heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Gosh, what a lot to talk about. Gay marriage again? Who'd have thought? Are fat people discriminated against? And should David Cameron actually have dropped the F-bomb in his speech about Scotland? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire Council criticised for reinstating registrar. Taxi row councillor given new role in Milton Keynes and possible strike action at Luton-based airline. BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council has been criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. Margaret Jones was dismissed after saying it went against her Christian faith. More from Matt Lockwood. Miss Jones says marriage should only happen between a man and a woman. Following a successful appeal, she's been offered her job back and can choose not to conduct same-sex ceremonies. But the National Secular Society says religious beliefs cannot override the rights of gay couples to get married. In response, the council says it has to weigh up its duty not to discriminate against an employee's individual rights. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. Stuart Burke resigned as the chair of licensing. There's also a new role for the former mayor despite calls for him to step down. Our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis has more. Stuart Burke was co-opted onto the scrutiny committee, which holds decision-makers on the authority to account, at last night's full council meeting. The move comes after he resigned as the chairman of the committee, which lifted a suspension on the licence of Nadim Kiani, who raped and sexually abused prostitutes in 1994. Former Mayor Saban Shafiq was also drafted onto the Health, Scrutiny and Joint Negotiating Committees. He had resigned from the ceremonial role after it had been found he'd given a character reference to Mr Kiani in 2011. The Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote in next week's Scottish independence referendum. A new opinion poll has given the no campaign a marginal lead. The judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. The Paralympic gold medalist denies murdering his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp, at his home on Valentine's Day last year. He claims he shot her by mistake. It's thought the judge in Pretoria may not reach her conclusion until tomorrow. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines could be heading for industrial action over changes to pay and pensions. It follows a decision by the company's Swiss backers not to invest any further into the company's pension scheme. More from Lee Agnew. 
Monarch has been flying out of Luton Airport since 1968, but has struggled to compete with the rise of budget airlines such as EasyJet and Ryanair. It employs more than 3,000 staff, but having already announced 900 job losses, is also faced with a large hole in its pension fund. The British Airline Pilots Association is now planning to ballot its members, having been asked to accept lower pension payouts. Richard Keel, the American actor who played the villain Jaws in two James Bond films, has died. He was 74 and starred in The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. In sport, Tottenham fans say they would oppose a move to Milton Keynes. Spurs are looking for a temporary home for 2017 for one season, following a delay to their new ground at White Hart Lane. Stadium MK has been mentioned as a possible venue. The weather, a dry day with more cloud and fewer sunny spells, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties. Here we come, walking down the street. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chiltern Hills. Exploring where you live. You've got more or less all the shops you need for a weekly basis. And you had a very strong sense of progress. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. You keep finding new places and new views. Even just driving about, you get surprises. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Should a registrar choose if they want to marry a gay couple or... Should they put their religious beliefs to one side? David Cameron delivering, well, what has been described as a a very passionate speech. I thought it was quite uh, monotone. He said effing, but he said effing, not effing. Should he have actually have said effing instead of effing? So should your politicians be swearing is what I'm asking. As a fat person, do you feel that you are uh, uh, picked upon? You're, you, you, being fattest is as bad as being racist? And do you keep the butter in or out of the fridge? That's the debate that's uh, wowing the nation. Yep, inside or on the side? Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. That's, um, that's the one that will go. Yeah. We've got all of these these important debates about gay marriage, about fatism, uh, uh, the, the Prime Minister swearing. We've not even got onto the Chancellor on the front page of the Sun. We'll have him in a bit. Wow. But uh, it'll be butter, in or out, is what, what'll go. Oh. I know how these people work. I know how these lunatics work. Yeah, I don't know. It's nice to talk to them. Oh, 08459-455-555, if you are said lunatic. <laughs> yes, maybe that might put them off calling. Who knows? Now... The National Secular Society has waded into the row over the Bedfordshire registrar who refused to marry gay couples. Margaret Jones lost her job after saying she couldn't say the words it gives me great pleasure to declare these men husband and husband. She said she'd fill out the paperwork, but her Christian beliefs prevented her from actually conducting same-sex weddings. She successfully challenged her dismissal and was offered her job back. She decided against it, which you'd think would satisfy, satisfy all concerned. Well, guess again. Stephen Evans is from the National Secular Society. Good morning, Stephen. Hi, good morning, Ian. What's your beef? 
Well, it's about allowing exemptions from equality laws, um, and, and that's what Central Bedfordshire uh, appear to have done here. Um, and I think that's problematic um, because it undermines the whole basis of the law itself. I mean, why have equality laws if you exempt those most likely to want to discriminate? Um, and and th- there are pragmatic reasons for not allowing employers to be able to pick and choose who they provide services for. Um, for example, I don't know how many registrars Central Bedfordshire have. I understand it's very few. So you could have possibly 50% of the workforce not um, not opting to marry gay people. So that's problem- problematic pragmatically. Um, but I think the most damaging aspect of this is the way it just undermines the whole principle of equality, um, which means equality of opportunity, but also equality of dignity. And I think that's what Central Bedfordshire have missed out on here. Gay people deserve the same rights and dignity as everybody else. Uh, but the, the, the argument, the counter-arguments, if you will allow me, are that, that Christians deserve uh, the same rights and dignity. And also, she lost her job um, that was Bev- that. Th- that happened, and it looks like that Bedfordshire Council have been have been caught by the legals, haven't they? They've been forced to offer her a position back. Uh, actually, the opposite is true. The opposite is true. The the very guidance that they're basing this decision on actually clearly states that the law is very clear that when someone is providing a public service, which she was, they cannot, because of their religion or belief, discriminate lawfully against customers or service users. The law couldn't be more clear. When this law, when the equal marriage law was debated in Parliament, um, opts-outs were actually debated, and both the House of Lords and the House of Commons overwhelmingly rejected um, allowing opt-outs. When another registrar in Islington um, wanted such an opt-out, she was also sacked. Um, the Court of Appeal upheld Islington's decision to sack her. When she took that to the European Court of Human Rights, the European Court of Human Rights also upheld Islington's decision. So I'm not sure what more central Bedfordshire need to understand that they don't actually have to allow Christians to pick and choose who they serve. The, the, the way the story's been presented to me is that they've been forced to offer Margaret Jones her job back after an appeal against her d- dismissal was upheld. A panel decided the council had not fully investigated ways of accommodating her religious beliefs. OK, well, if the, if the council have simply made a procedural error, because it is best practice for uh, when an employee comes forward to say, I want uh, an exemption or uh, I want my beliefs to be taken into consideration, they should be. And employers should actually think about your request. But they're under absolutely no obligation to grant your request. And now if Central Bedfordshire has simply uh, cocked up here, made a mistake, um, then they should come out and say so. Because as things stand, um, we've got Christian lobby groups who want to erode equality law and gain special privileges for Christians in the workplace. They're using this case, they're seizing upon this case to make it come across as if you do have the right to discriminate against gay mm. people. The fact is you don't, and Central Bedfordshire have made a mistake. So I, I just, I've just focused on this point one more time. I've just been given a quote from the Equality and Human Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, a registrar whose religious or other belief prevents them undertaking all the responsibilities of their public office can explore the potential options with their employer. But you, you're saying, Stephen, if I've got this right, that doesn't mean that they have to re-employ them, that they, they can look at other options, but that's all they have to do. Yeah, the, the, the Equality and Human Rights Guidance actually makes clear that employers should consider requests for an opt-out, but they're under absolutely no obligation to grant one and I think by granting one you undermine the dignity of gay people and I think that's what Central Bedfordshire needs to understand. The dignity of Christians, Stephen? 
Yes. Does does that come into it at all? Absolutely. I mean, Christians have exactly the same rights as everybody else. Their beliefs are protected in the same way as everybody else. Now, if this Christian doesn't want to get gay married, she shouldn't get gay married. But her job is to officiate legal civil marriages. If she can't do that, then maybe she's just in the wrong job. Uh, have you spoken? Has the, the National Secular Society spoken to uh, Bedfordshire Council? Uh, we did put a call to them last Friday. We've communicated with their legal team, um, and we understand from them that they are now in dialogue with the Equality and Human Rights Commission, um, which we very much welcome, and it's just a shame they didn't do that earlier. Why does this upset you so much, Stephen? Because gay people will still get married here. This will have no direct impact on, on, um, on couples getting married of whatever uh, sexuality and this woman has lost her job. Well, I absolutely accept that other registrars could conduct these ceremonies and the service wouldn't be denied to the gay people. But what we're saying is that these discriminatory acts have a moral significance beyond simply the deprivation of the service. I'll give you an example. I think it's a good example. If another bus service was prepared to carry Rosa Parks, the civil rights campaigner, um, she was black, the bus company uh, made a get off the bus because a white passenger wanted that seat. Now, if another bus company was prepared to take her to a destination... Would, the, would that make the actions of the other bus company that wouldn't okay? She could still get from A to B. Um, I, I think most people would recognise that that is not okay because discrimination against people because of key characteristics of, their, the, the, of who they are, their, their sexuality, their, their, their gender, uh, the colour of their skin, that's just socially unacceptable these days. And what we don't want to do is erode equality laws so we go back to the bad old days where people could pick and choose who they simply on a basis of their characteristics, who they were. And also, have I got this right, that if you get married in a registry office, that's a non-religious service anyway? That, that is secular, isn't it? Well, of course, absolutely. We're not talking um, about religious marriage here. We're talking about civil marriage. Um, if she doesn't believe in same-sex marriage, and that, that's absolutely her right, that's her business, but the fact is... Same-sex marriage is legal, and she's there to perform that role. If she has some sort of religious or philosophical objection to that, then, as I said, I just think she's in the wrong job. This is civil marriage we're talking about, and it's her job to do that. Stephen, I, I can see the phones are going mental. Thank you very much. It's really nice to talk to you this morning. Thanks You're for your welcome. Time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Stephen Evans from the National Secular Society. I'm guessing one or two of you might disagree with what Stephen was saying. Now, I've just got a feeling... I've just got a feeling that one or two might disagree. So what do you do if you're sitting at home disagreeing with Stephen? You call me now, 08459 455 555. That's the telephone number. Should rel- it, it, it's, not, she's, she's not working in a church. She's working in a secular organisation where religion is not part of it. Religion should not be part of it. Your thoughts on that story, please. Who's right in this? I don't want to have the whole debate about gay marriage. We, we, we've, we've done that. That's, that that's, that's done and dusted. That's gone. Well, I just wonder where her list of objections or someone in that position's list of objections could end, you know, because you're supposed to enter into marriage soberly and with thought. So what if you've been to the pub beforehand? She couldn't say it gives me great pleasure. It's just two people getting married. She's not going to go back to the bedroom and watch them. You know, that's what she's objecting to, is that act, isn't it? That she's not going to go back and... Uh, and they're going to send her a video of it. I mean, I, it baffles me as to how it wouldn't be a pleasure to see people who love each other make a commitment, but there you go. 08459 oh, uh, Richard's in Winslow. Morning, Richard. Yes, good morning, my dear. How are you? I, sir, am on top of the world. Rock and roll, rock and roll. Rock and roll, I am cooking with now gasoline. Super duper. 
I'm well known as a cunning linguist, and I've got more swear words than anybody in the entire known universe. But Mr Cameron... Um, hello? I'm listening, Richard. Yes, oh, thank goodness you haven't cut me off yet. Um, he was making a pretty poor job of being a Conservative um, uh, leader. Nevertheless, he's a gentleman, and a gentleman such as he, who I have no doubt whatsoever does not swear at home in front of Sam or the family, um, doesn't need to use the F word in its full meaning as opposed to the EFF word to, to punctuate a point. There's far too much in this day and age uh, of people misusing and overusing swear words. But Richard, he's, just... he's, he's trying to save the union. This is uh, the, 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 he's the not biggest... Gonna, he's not going to save it by using language like that. Do you I know what? I, th- I people... think... Hang he... on, I'm finished yet. Oh, Would you kindly of stop interrupting? Well, you've made a I point. Been... I want to come back I on it. Made... I'm finished making my no. point. I would expect such language from that, that ignorant, ignoramus, um, what's his name, Prescott, thug fellow. Uh, I wouldn't expect it from, from, from the Liberal Democrat, Nick, Nick Twerp, because he doesn't know such can, words. Can I come back in but yet? A gentleman doesn't need to use such language. But, Richard, this is an historic moment, one of the biggest uh, historic moments in British history in centuries, Okay, He is desperate to save the Union. Wouldn't we have just believed him a bit more if we'd have heard the passionate F-bomb? Don't be ludicrous. This is an historic moment that I haven't been cut off yet, and I'm not using Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the trains and the latest on First Capital Connect. Still delays of up to about an hour between Peterborough and King's Cross. This is following an earlier signalling problem at Peterborough. At the moment, tickets are being accepted on East Coast and East Midland trains. Having a look at the M1, that's looking very slow, heading southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport, Spur Road, and Junction 7 at Hemel Hempstead. The A1M's looking rather heavy moving just around Junction 7 for the A602. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. That's the latest. I'm Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much. 7.16, it's Thursday the 11th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry a same, uh, same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new important committee role. And the judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter, Oscar Pistorius, will begin delivering her verdict today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because... Children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real-life experience. Don't be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking, sorry. There's two words here. Common sense. One away, pet hate really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
08459 455 555. We'll play you a clip after half past seven of, of um, what's being described as a very passionate speech by David Cameron. Au contraire. I heard it yesterday and it, it was very dull and monotone. You'll hear where he says effing. And you, it would. Well, I think once you hear it in context, you'll realise. It's like he's trying to sound down with the kids, isn't it? You just heard it, haven't you, Catherine? It sounds very restrained. I yeah. know that reported, it sounds stronger, actually. If you read it, it sounds stronger. And yeah. You don't expect your Prime Minister to even allude to that word. No. But there you go. When you listen to it, yeah. he's done it in typical Cameron style. If he'd have dropped the, the real F bomb in there. I just think it would have been so much more powerful. We would all have been blown away, perhaps not for the right reason. And it would have, it would have taken Salmon off the front pages. Uh-huh. It, he would have owned, David Cameron would have owned the front page. It's a gamble, but he would have owned the front pages. And he's trying to sympathise with people who don't like the Tories, remember? Yeah. So that would have grabbed their attention. Yeah, yeah. You would have to, you would have, if David Cameron, whether you like the Tories or not, if David Cameron had dropped the F-bomb, part of you would have gone, fair play, respect to that. Part of you would have done it. I know it. We'll play it after half past seven. I think that changes the argument slightly. Now, uh, a councillor who decided to allow a serial rapist back on the roads as a taxi driver in Milton Keynes has been given another important role on the council. Stuart Burke resigned as the chairman of the regulatory subcommittee just over a week ago, but last night was drafted onto a committee which scrutinises the work of the authority. The problem there, well... He's already illustrated that perhaps his judgment isn't up to scratch, and now he's making more judgments. Terry Baines is from the Fishermead Residents Association. Joins me now. Terry, you were at the meeting last night. What did you make of it? Absolute shambles here. Tell me why. Absolute shambles. The Lib Dems showed their true colours last night, yellow. Cowardice, because they didn't stand up. The, the leader did not stand up and say his people had done wrong. They have, they say they haven't, it just shows the, the, the contempt they're showing for the people of, 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 of Milton Keynes. There have been so many calls for um, Mr Shafiq and Mr Burke to resign as councillors, it was surprising that they both got, well, you could say politely moved sideways, you, you could argue they've been promoted. Well, they have, but if you really, if you really think about it, they're virtually the smallest group in Milton Keynes Council. If we if they resign now and we uh, and we manage to get uh, by elections, they're going to be pushed further and further into the political wilderness in Milton Keynes. Because, in honesty, who can trust a group that doesn't work for the people of Milton Keynes? The the the, the leader of the Lib Dems. I'm sorry, he has cannot. Stand up for the people of Milton Keynes. He's standing up for his own group and, uh, and, and to keep them inside Milton Keynes Council. Uh, Mr Burke is, uh, will now serve on the Overview and Scrutiny Management Committee and the Overview and Scrutiny Working Group. Mr Shafiq became a member of the Health Scrutiny Committee and the Joint Negotiating Committee. They are both responsible for making big decisions and overseeing what other people do. They've illustrated, haven't they, Terry, that they can't make big decisions, that, that some of the decisions they made in the past have been wholly inappropriate. You, you, you're so right. I mean, Mr Shafiq still has not uh, accepted that he did wrong. He still says he's a scapegoat. Sorry, he's not. But nobody stood behind him with a gun to tell him he had to stand up for this rapist uh, and get him a licence. 
and, 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 and we have to remember that Councillor Stuart Burt was a man who actually signed the papers to give the rapist a hackney licence, even though the information was on the table. And I don't, I, 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 don't, I, I was going to say, I don't, it's not just a rape. That, that, I don't mean that in the slightest. You can't really compare these violent crimes. But the crime that this cab driver did, the crimes he committed, and this is not to in any way you know, downplay any other sexual attacks, they were particularly violent, particularly vicious, very aggressive, involved an accomplice. This was a, a horrible person that got this job. A dangerous person. That's right. And, that, and those two councillors, along with the other one from Labour, Glasgow uh, Mackenzie, put my wife, my uh, teenage uh, daughters, and the rest of the female population of Milton Keynes at risk. It's not acceptable. It is definitely not acceptable. But the, the other thing that does need sorting out, Ian, is the system of committee appointments must be now be reviewed at Milton Keynes Council because there is no way that the other groups and the other councillors who can see this could stop the appointments last night. It is wrong. It must be dealt with at Milton Keynes Council. Two final questions. Uh, if the former mayor continues as a councillor, what will you do, Terry? I'm not giving up my campaign to get him to resign. Absolutely no way. I will keep on and keep on and keep on. And it's not just my residents on Fisher Mead that are backing me. I'm getting people from all over Milton Keynes that are now backing me. His, his days are numbered. Also, in about uh, just under an hour's time, we're going to speak to the leader of uh, the Lib Dems on MK Council, Douglas McCall. What's your message to him? When is he going to grow a spine and, and look after the people of Milton Keynes instead of himself and his his group at Milton Keynes Council. Do the right thing, Mr McCall, and get rid of these councillors. Terry, I'm sure you'll be listening uh, in an hour's time. Make sure you are. I really appreciate your time uh, this morning. Uh, as you can hear, people uh, obviously very, very passionate about it. That was... Um uh, Terry Baines, let me get his name right, from the Fishermead Residents Association. We'll be speaking to uh, the leader of the Lib Dems, uh, Milton Keynes Council, in about 50 minutes' time. We'll be putting those points and more to him. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bit of passion. A little bit of passion first thing in the morning. That's what we need, isn't it, Peter? Yes, indeed. What would you like to have a whinge about this morning, sir? I just want to talk a bit of common sense to your programme, actually. Oh, well... Uh, yeah, the, uh, when Mr Cameron said about effing, if you like... Yeah. Really and truly, it just showed totally how out-of-touch politicians really are. General politicians. I'm not just playing one party. There, there's no hustings anymore. They're selected audiences. They're not allowed to say boo to a goose. And they're totally Oof. out of touch with what the people think and believe. Should he have sworn, Peter? And Pardon? Should he have sworn? Well, no, because that's a tiny minority of people. Minority of people do that. Oh, he Peter. He hear it more. Peter, Peter, Peter. That's yeah. A tiny minority of people swear. Yeah. In that what sort planet of do manner? you live on? In that sort of manner. No, mate. It's the... I would say it's a tiny minority of people who don't swear in that kind of manner. It he, would have made Cameron more human. He might hear it more often. No, because oh, they, come never, on, mate. they never have hustings. Normally you're quite good. This is rubbish you're talking here. No, they never ever have hustings like they used to have to meet the general public, ever. They stopped doing it. 
And really and truly, they're out of touch with the common man. Exactly, they're out of touch with the common man. And I suggest you are as well, Peter, if, no, you, don't think, if you don't think the majority of people swear. Uh, they don't... Uh, where have you been, where have you been all your life? He might hear more of it because of who he, who he is, but it's very... It's a minority of people do that. I, I come from... If you like, I come from the real world. I don't I know, know if you do, Peter. I don't know... You, you, if you if you don't think that most people swear, then I'm you're not, not coming from the real world. I'm not saying the odd word, but they don't broadcast it in that sense. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And you said it to the whole of the country. Catherine? Peter? I can't, I can't deal with this. It's, yeah? it's not you he's trying to reach out to, is it? And they, yes, but he's talking to the whole of the country. No, he's not. He's talking to Scotland. And they love a good swear oh, no, no, He's no. talking to the disaffected people who maybe don't vote Tory and would never dream of voting Tory. He's trying to get into their heads. Yes, but you've got to prove that what, what you're offering is better than what they've got. No, I don't think. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. think. I don't think you actually do at this stage of the argument. That you could, that we've had the arguments about the pounds, about euro, about uh, businesses. We've had all that. Now, I think in this last week, it's about emotion, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. You've got to connect with those people who haven't decided. We'll play the whole speech, well, or as much as we've got of the speech, you know, in a few minutes. But the speech is all about how much he cares about keeping hold of the union. Well, uh, well, I believe he's totally out of touch. But I'm really totally out of touch. But all politicians are. Hang on a second. You saying that not many people swear? I'm not saying not many people swear. What I'm saying say hello, is, Peter. Say in hello to context. Peter, say hello to Potty Mouth Ian. <laughs> hello, Ian. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Everybody at my work swears. Everybody. Uh, yes, I'm From not. From the secretary to the cleaners to all the drivers. You don't. We all like troopers. You don't tell me that the vast majority of them people that you know in your factory yeah. swear at ladies. I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. Even the ladies swear. Peter, even the ladies swear. Uh, yeah. Everybody uh, swears. No, no. Not to that extent. Not you don't. You it's don't. Not, it's not. It's not every word. It's not every word, Peter. But everybody swears, even if it's the odd. S-bomb from time to time <laughs> um, when they, 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 they do something wrong. Everybody swears. And but I tell you something, there's only 1% of the, 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 the population that doesn't know. But to themselves they do it. They no, don't and do out loud, so everyone can hear. They don't do it at other people. They do. Only a minority. No, the, the majority, the vast majority, Peter. Well, you, I'll tell you what. You must be working for some factory, I'll tell you that. I've never been in one, and I've been informing in two industries, so I, I've never been in a factory like that, ever. Oh, blimey, yeah. Oh, oh that was a swear word, blimey. <laughs> no, no, Peter, Peter, Ian, thank you for that. Peter? That's Cockney slang, by the way. Up yours. Blimey. <laughs> Up yours, Peter. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, but that's not a swear word either. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off with the latest on the trains, still disruption on first Capital Connect and East Coast trains. Um, big delays through Peterborough and King's Cross. This is due to an earlier signalling problem. We are getting in, it's going to be knock-on delays of about an hour at the moment, so do check before travelling. The A1M heading northbound, very slow moving on the sensors between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1's looking heavy, heading southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. In Dunstable, looking very heavy on the A5 at the moment between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And on camera in Boreham Wood, the Barnet Bypass, very slow between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. Margaret Jones was dismissed after saying it went against her Christian faith. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. Lib Dem Stuart Burke resigned as the chair of licensing. There's also a new role for the former Lib Dem mayor, Subhan Shafiq, despite calls for him to step down. And the judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tottenham fans say they would oppose a move to Milton Keynes. Spurs are looking for a temporary home for 2017 for one season, following a delay to their new ground at White Hart Lane. Stadium MK has been mentioned as a possible venue, but a poll of Spurs fans backs a move to Wembley, with the Supporters Trust spokesman saying there would be serious issues with playing in Milton Keynes. Former Tottenham captain Gary Mabbott is now a club ambassador. At the moment there are a number of stadiums that are being looked at, of course, and uh, what's going to be vitally important is, is you know, What's, uh, what's going to suit the team best uh, what you want is as little disruption as possible uh, and what's going to su- uh, suit the supporters as well so all that will be taken into consideration and uh, you know, when, when the time comes a decision w- will be made that's going to obviously ho- hopefully uh, have taken into consideration all of those factors The Manchester United assistant manager Ryan Giggs says the club haven't abandoned their traditions or youth policy despite letting homegrown players Danny Welbeck and Tom Cleverley leave Old Trafford. Rory McElroy says he European Ryder Cup victory at Glen Eagles later this month would mean more to him than winning the PGA Tour's £6 million bonus in Atlanta this week. I mean, I, I make a lot of money as it is, and, you know, it's, as I said, I don't play golf for the money anymore, and uh, a Ryder Cup victory would, would mean a lot more to me. And the Polish rider, Michael Kiewatowski, leads cycling's Tour of Britain after victory on stage four in Bristol. Sir Bradley Wiggins dropped back another place and is now sixth overall, 27 seconds behind the pole. Today's stage is through Devon from Exmouth to Exeter before the riders head for Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire tomorrow. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC. We haven't got time. There's so much, no, we haven't. There's so much to cram in. Let me just have a quick recap. We, we, we've not even mentioned the front page of The Sun. Dad-to-be signed off with morning sickness, or, or that should read, Chancer. He's a Chancer. 
We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. We've not mentioned the front Imagine page. Imagine what he's going to be like once that baby's born. Oh, flipping heck. Front page of the Times: Prejudice against fat people as bad as racism. We'll, 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 we'll maybe try and squeeze those in later on. Uh, we are talking about: Should you keep your butter in or out of the fridge? Mm. Um, I've had a couple of... Uh, I'm very much in the fridge. You're very much out. Well, of course you keep it out of the fridge. Why? Uh, because you're, butter is a dish on the side. Eggs never in the fridge. Ian is right, says April. Thank you very much. Talking about... Se- There's so much today. It's too much. Uh, same-sex marriage. A registrar uh, got the sack and then got her job back because she refused to marry gay couples. Ian has uh, said... Uh, uh, sorry, Ken has said... No one has the basic human right to deprive someone else of their basic human rights. Also, as a Christian myself, I can tell you there is nothing intrinsic in the face that, uh, faith that discriminates against same-sex relationships. Some Christians choose to take a view against it, which I believe says more about them than their faith. Isn't that P- interesting? Personally, I support same, same relationships and marriage. Ken, well done you. We're also talking about David Cameron saying effing when actually... Should he have said effing? You want him to drop the F-bomb? Yeah. Should we have a listen to the, the, yeah, the thing he did? And then we'll get some texts and stuff on this, right? So this is, the, this is what was being described as a very passionate speech uh, by David Cameron to save the union. Sometimes, because it's an election, because it's a ballot, I think people can feel it's a bit like a general election, that you make a decision and five years later you can make another decision if you're fed up with the effing Tories, give them a kick and then maybe we'll think again. This is totally different to a general election. This is a decision about not the next five years, it's a decision... And on and on he drones. There's no passion there. You can almost hear him rustling the script. Oh, but he almost swore. And he didn't. A little titter. It's it's limp, it's lame. If he'd have dropped that F-bomb... I met David Cameron and I thought he was a prig with a G. I thought he was, I th- I thought he was before he was Prime Minister, I thought he was thoroughly unpleasant and uh, d- I just didn't like him. Uh, but my, that's personality. That's personality. If he'd have dropped that F-bomb, boom! I would have, uh, my respect for him would have gone up. You've got to look at who he's talking to. Yep. Who he's talking to in person there isn't really who he's trying to reach. He's no. trying to reach the bloke sitting at home who has got no time whatsoever for the Conservative Party yeah. and who he's not going to listen to. That Justin, you've, different. you've taken this to the streets, haven't you? Yeah, I have indeed, actually. Um, did, I mean, you hear, did you hear that little bit of audio then of him? Yes, I did. What did you reckon to it? Well, I just think if you're going to, to, to do what he did, you, you might as well go the full way, mightn't you? What, the... No. Oh, you mean say F? Yes. Yeah, if he's going to say effing, why not go the full way? Because people know what he Means, yep, don't yep. they? So, so why not say it? So, I've been asking people this morning: Would they like to hear our prime minister swear more, and would they be offended if he was to swear in public? Here's what people had to say: In he's very high up, and he went to all these big posh schools. Yeah, and he's, he don't seem to be like an ordinary person, does he? He's, he's better that way when he talks normal, swearing a bit like a normal person would. So you would like to hear yeah, him he some of these speeches, down. but particularly about Scotland, if he's passionate about it, why not swear? You yeah. wouldn't be offended by that no, at all? I wouldn't be offended at all, no. No, I think that would be more better. It seemed more natural that way. You know. Because let's be honest, most people, they swear, don't they? They do swear, but um, I suppose he'd swear on his own when he's at home. But um, You want to see him do it in public? I think it'd be better that way. It'd seem more natural, more normal. Would you, sir, would you like to hear him swear a bit more in public? No, not at all. He's the leader of the country, should lead us in the right way. We should be portraying the image he wants us to portray, not for us to pass down bad example to the younger generation. So if you heard him on TV swearing, you'd yeah. be offended by that? 
I would be disappointed. But again, I understand that he's human, but I don't expect that from a person of his calibre. If our Prime Minister was to swear more often, do you think you could relate to him a bit more? Most probably, yeah. He's a bit too toffy-nosed at the moment. I'm stereotyping here, but at the moment, I bet you couldn't care less about politics. We're not about the three parties at the moment, no. If Cameron started to swear more, you might go and support him. More than likely, yeah. Interesting, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. The word from the street, as we do every single day. That last gentleman was absolutely wonderful. You know, it's not. It sounds like a, a mad idea getting him to swear. But do you remember when Tony Blair started dropping his T's? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. To get a bit, you know, now bit and again, you get a bit estuary. Yeah. That's all part of the same subtle thing. Reaching out to people who don't think politics is for them. And, and, mm. and that wasn't passionate. I was talking to Catherine about this. When when um, Gordon Brown was obviously on his way out as Prime Minister, he delivered. A, I believe they call it a barn. Stormer. He del- I can't remember what it was about, but I think it was about um, kids or maybe the NHS. He delivered a fantastic speech. It's in the round, and he's not got a script, and it's it, it, you, you've never seen anything like it from him. Really passionate, really mm. powerful. He's, he's, and he, people are really. It's a really amazing thing to watch. Okay, mm. if Cameron had pulled something off like that. Instead of this, well, I, I value the union more than my job, <laughs> and chucked in an F-bomb, <laughs> boom, the, the no campaign would be 10, 15 points in the lead yeah. this morning. Do you I remember think... a lot of the criticism of Brown at the time was that he kept trying to do this very, I mean, he came across as a very cold smile. Yeah. Why do they keep trying to force them to be something other than what they are? Yep. I don't mind him being a Dow Scotsman if that's what he is. At least we feel that it's, it's real. And this is why, <sighs> this is why Farage is doing so well. He's doing a bit of an act, guys. You may not have realised that. But a lot of people are, are falling for his mm, guy mm. in the pub holding a pint, having a fag routine. Because they can relate to him. Exactly. That's why. And, you know, if David Cameron wants to come out and make a speech today and swear, I guarantee you a lot of people, like that last gentleman there, who have absolutely no interest in this whatsoever, would suddenly be taking an interest because he's relating to the real people. 08459 555. Justin, we've got another job for you. Yeah, go on, boss. Front page of the Times, and I'm, I, we, we tried to squeeze this in earlier, but it's, it's, it's so busy today. Prejudice against fat people as bad as racism. Making fat people feel bad about their weight only makes them heavier, um, according to researchers who say that weight discrimination should be treated like sexism or racism. What's the question, Catherine? Is fatism the new racism? Do you think people will get that? What would you, how would you put it, Justin? Um, probably something along those lines. I'll probably say... Is it you, as bad as? Do you think people discriminate you because of your size? Wow, but you, you will have picked them out because of their size, so maybe you want to rethink that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll come up with a question. What do you think, Justin? Do you, do you think that, 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 you know, that the attitude we have towards fat people is the same as, as uh, racist or sexist attitudes? Let me put it this way, OK? If you've got ten people going for a job on television and one of them is vastly overweight and the other nine are not... Who do you think is going to get that job? Eamon Holmes. <laughs> no, seriously, he's a big fella. Well, actually, you mm. look at... I mean, men and women, it's different. I mm. sometimes watch TV and I think, that man, if he were a woman, would not have a job on telly. Yeah. Uh, OK. They just look like blokes, whereas the women have all got to be leggy lumpies. No, no, no. The uh, lady whose name escapes me, who does little reports for this morning. She's, she's on Big Brother. Oh, yeah, but she's there as a big personality, isn't she? Right, OK. okay. Alison okay. Hammond. That's Alison right, Hammond, yeah. that's it. Yeah. She's a delightful woman. I know Alison. She's absolutely delightful. Uh, OK, Justin, go take it to the street. Go I speak would've... to her in a little bit. Take care. Oh, I just... 
Justin. Yeah. I sent you on a little mish yesterday. Yes. To we're, we're trying to find a catchphrase for Jonathan Vernon Smith. Yes. Did you yes. did you take that out? Oh yes, I've taken that one to the streets. Beautiful. At Twenty this morning. We've uh, gone to the streets and got our listeners to uh, do voiceovers, <laughs> and you'll hear the, uh, I, the three options. I tell on you the table what. Eight twenty. I tell you what. Can we? Because we've got quite a big guest at eight twenty. Can mm. we? Sh- can we shift that? And can we shift Jonathan to eight thirty? I'll yeah. ask him. Just because we've got the the, the Lib Dem guy coming on to talk about taxis, I want to make sure we, we get full time with him. Okay. So we'll, we'll do that if it's okay with Jonathan, just after 8.30, just. <laughs> and I'll, I'll sweeten Jonathan up with a couple of late entries. Beautiful. Oh, go on. easy as one, two, three to call JVC. <laughs> uh, that's not going to go down well. Uh, if you're in a mess, call JVS. That's not bad. That's Tony. <laughs> Justin, we'll speak to you in a bit, mate. Cheers, boss. Thank you very much indeed. Glenn's in, Glenn's in Cyprus. I am, yes. What are you doing in Cyprus? Are you on the run? I'm on holiday. Calimera. What's that? It's how you say good morning to your Cypriot hosts. You might want to learn that yeah, one. Yeah, come, oh, come on, mate. Tiganis. Like, I don't know any Spanish. They speak Polycala English here, anyway. oh, Cypriot. <laughs> you hear that? I don't speak any Spanish. Wow. They speak English over here. <laughs> Flipping, eh? I meant, sorry, they don't speak Greek. That's what I meant to say. Well, they do. Ha- they do speak Greek. Have you... What have you had for breakfast? A nice British fry-up? I had a... Well, similar. Their bacon's not quite the same as ours, but I have had a bit of fry. Oh. Have you had a beer yet? Uh, no, it's a bit too early, but uh, as soon as I got off the plane yesterday, I did. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. You're in a foreign country, so you're trying to make it as much like home as possible. <laughs> Why? With, with <laughs> well, the great... Listen. You're gone. Go on, yeah. I was going to say, with the greatest, of, res- with the greatest of respect, you're in Cyprus. You just said it's 28 degrees. Beautiful p- part of the world. What are you yeah. phoning up Luton for? Talking... Why, 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 why do you want to touch this rubbish? Well, because I listen to you every day and I can't get my iPad to connect, so I thought, well, I'll give you a ring. Well, you can get a life. Oh, don't, he misses you. No, I know, and I, 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 but, but seriously, Glenn, you're on holiday, forget about us. Can't. <laughs> let it go, life, let it go, don't hold you back anymore. I'll send you some pictures. Get your, <laughs> get your towel on that sun lounger and forget all about us, Glenn. Glenn, forget about, how long are you out there for? Uh, back uh, a week Wednesday. Beautiful. So 14 days. Forget about us, Glenn. Go and have a wicked holiday. Glenn, ring us tomorrow. Okay. No, no, don't. Yeah. I'll send you some pictures, Kelly. Thanks, oh. Glenn. So you can have a look. Glenn, thank you very much indeed. To the people of Cyprus, we apologise. <laughs> it's only when, a week. When I, when I go away, I want to forget everything. You, you, them, this everything. Yeah, that's what happened to me um, and I didn't take my phone and I didn't take my iPad yeah. and I completely detached yeah. and all of the two weeks I was itching for my phone yeah, and itching for my iPad but it did me good. Kelly Betts is back. Hello. Where have you been? Ill, innit? Yeah, ill after that festival, innit? It must have yeah, I was ri- actually ill on the way to the festival. Wow, but yet you still... Pushed through for the yeah, festival. Yeah. Pushed through for the festival and for Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Remember all that day? Well, you had to do the, 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 the... You had to show us that you were sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. Standard procedure. I thought I'd go in so they can see that I'm not well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll send me home. Then yeah. they'll send me home. And then, then they've I, done it. Then well, two days off and yeah. then it's their responsibility. I'm still not feeling very well. Oh, so, oh battler. Who knows what will happen I, I've got a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably bunk off again. Hey, you're like this. Do you we know can do how now. boring it is being unwell. At you're home. like this chancellor on the front boring. page of the Sun, right? The front page of the Sun, phantom pregnancy scat. This guy's a chancellor. <coughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, let me go. That was ev- Dad to be signed off with morning sickness. What is this rubbish? A father to be has become the first man to be signed off work with morning sickness. Security guard and chancellor <laughs> Harry Ashby. Did you add a bit in there? Yeah. 
has a condition which mimics fiance Charlotte's pregnancy. Dear Charlotte, dimp, dick, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Dump. Thank you. Your, <laughs> she's done I, the I, other already. Dump your um, chance of fiance. The 29... It's, it's weak ankles all over again. The 29-year-old of Birmingham gets the same medication and can claim sickness benefits. Crikey. And then there's a picture of him. Look, he's, he's being sick in the photo shoot. He's not really. He's just feeling a bit nauseous. Now I know how Kate feels. No, you don't. Dad-to-be's agony. I think he should have the whole experience. <laughs> Make him pass a bowling ball. <laughs> no, this, this, is, this, is, this is nonsense, isn't it? If he's like this now, what's he going to be like when he feels a bit left out after the baby's born? We, are, we have the same issues, he says, with weight gain, and after she rubs oil to stop stretch marks on her belly, she does the same for me. Oh, dear. Oh, here we go. She doesn't have to tell me what we have to buy for dinner because we crave the same foods. Things we never ate before but now can't get enough, enough of, like Chinese meals and Lucasate. Hang on. Makes you sick, OK, it? unless he lactates afterwards, I ain't buying this. <laughs> this is... Can someone th- sheds... This is nonsense, isn't it? This is clearly a chancer who's having a laugh. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the trains this morning, still delays of up to about an hour on First Capital Connect due to the signalling problems at Peterborough, so through King's Cross, major problems still. Taking a look at the M1, very slow moving between Junction 10 of Luton Airport and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 heading anti-clockwise on the speed sensors, looking very slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at King's Langley. In Chiswell Green, rather heavy on the North Orbital Road, just at the Shell roundabouts. And taking a look so far in Borehamwood, very slow moving on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.46, it's Thursday the 11th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. And the judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's a pretty mixed bag out there at the moment. We've had some cloud move towards us from the east as we've gone through the last couple of hours. So some parts of the three counties are pretty cloudy right now. Elsewhere, we do have a bit of brightness coming through. At the moment, it tends to be uh, towards northern parts of Bedfordshire and towards uh, northern and western parts of Buckinghamshire that are seeing a bit of brightness. Elsewhere, it's fairly cloudy and a lot of cloud around through the day today, uh, but staying dry once more. So it's cloudier than yesterday. We'll see some brightness coming through this afternoon in there as that cloud starts to thin and break a little. In the best of it, top temperatures of around 18, possibly 19 Celsius if you get some really good sunshine coming through, uh, but generally we'll see highs in the 17 to 18 Celsius mark. We'll do better tomorrow though after a cloudy night tonight where temperatures don't fall away too far. Uh, we'll be up in the high teens or 20, possibly 21 degrees tomorrow afternoon as we see much more sunshine coming through after a fairly cloudy start. And through the weekend we stay dry and settled. It's not until the start of the new working week we'll be talking about any rain and even then at the moment it's just a hint of the possibility of some rain nothing concrete in the forecast in terms of rainfall we stay dry right the way through the weekend thank you sarah 
Imagine cycling 127.9 miles. Now imagine cycling that without a break. Tomorrow, the Tour of Britain comes to the three counties and we'll be with it every step of the way. From midday, I'll be live from Princess Risborough as it passes through. And from three, I'll be at Hemel as the riders cross the finish line after a gruelling day. The Tour of Britain, tomorrow from midday. Here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You know, um, sometimes when we do this show, Catherine, let's, let's be honest, let's, let's pull the curtain away and see the wizened old man hiding there. Uh, there's not a lot of content. You know that, I know that. Kelly knows that, don't you, Kelly? Well, I missed what you said. OK. So, but today, there's loads of content, isn't there? There's loads of it. We've got fat people, we've got um, gay people, we've got um, 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 uh, chances, mm. we've got... Um, and that's uh, just us three. Yay! <laughs> Who's who? We've got Princes Risborough. Yeah. We've got effing swearing politicians. And we've got Butter, Anthony and Milton Keynes. Good morning, Butter. Hello, Ian. What would you like to say about Butter, Butter? I uh, just want to say I've got a quick funny story to tell. A when my funny Butter story. Was, uh, a futter. Butter for me. She always tends to leave it in the fridge and I get it out, leave it out for a couple of days, then put it back in the fridge and it's hard again. So what I do, I put it in the microwave and melt it. Beautiful. And one day I forgot about it. <laughs> when I opened the microwave door, oh. there wasn't any butter left. It was just a liquid. Oh. So I wouldn't recommend doing that, but I... I'll what? not nine times out of ten leave my butter out in the bread bin because it's easier to spread rather than it be rock hard. Have you got a butter dish, butter yes. tray dish? Yeah, I've got a butter tray, but it's metal. But obviously, I have to take it, mm. take the butter out of there first to put before I put it in the microwave. Obviously oh yeah, I, I quite often um, 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 get a knob and put that in the microwave. If you do it for too long, you're right, you get oil. Yeah, if you do it, it, do it just right, it spreads on that toast. Beautiful. And you've got to be yeah, careful. Yeah. If you've got a shiny tub, sometimes the metal in it can... Oh, you don't put, you don't put the tub in the... You don't put no, the tub no, in the microwave. No, no. I've done that. It, it, it's just like... A little bowl. Um, in a bowl. Yeah, a little bowl. And obviously, I, 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 I forgot about it one day. And, of course, when the microwave pinged, it opened... I oh, thought, mate. Yeah. There wasn't no butter left. No. I have had a revolutionary idea in the last few moments that Gosh. I'm going to take to the dragons. There we go. Pre-buttered bread. <laughs> right? You wrap it like you do a cheese slice. It's not, it's no not messing that, about. It's not that ridiculous, is it, actually? I just want to ask you quickly, Ian. Yes, sir. You said about this guy's invented this this knife and that. Where were you likely to get that from? I'm guessing the internet. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Let me find the story, because it's a good story. It's, uh, it, they, I think it's going to be on sale for Christmas. Right. Is uh, what they were saying. And what paper? It wasn't in that. It was in the mail. I'll put on your list now. Hang on a second. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to cost about 15 quid. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, it'll be on Amazon or something like that, won't it? It would be like in Robert Dyson's and Agnes's. Well, it actually, like yeah, you did mention that one, Robert Dyson. Yeah. It might be. You're interested, aren't you, Anthony? No, I, I just like some of the stories. But I, I've got to quickly say who cracks me up on your show. Go on. Well, it's two. Dennis from Dunstable oh. and oh. Peter from Warmer Green. Oh, he always likes to find out from us. Don't encourage them, Anthony. Please. <laughs> no. we, we don't want to encourage them to call in. No. Anthony, I appreciate your thoughts on butter this morning. Hot knife. So, yeah, what's wrong with a pre-buttered loaf? Nothing is wrong with it, mate. It's actually a brilliant idea. Wouldn't it just all soak in, though, so when you get it, the bread would still be quite dry? Mm. 
I've got to work on it. Yeah, you I've work on it. I've got to get it. a prototype. I think we're going to get somewhere with this. I went through a thing um, when I used to work in B-Jams, second, time of the, uh, second mention of the day. I would make toast in the morning, butter it, wrap it in cling film, have it for lunch. Cold, soggy toast. Beautiful. Beautiful. Market that. Yeah, OK, I will do. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. If anybody can make my dream of uh, cold, soggy toast become a reality. Now, a public meeting is due to be held in Sandy tonight to solve a row over whether residents can put ornaments on their relatives' graves at the local cemetery. We've covered this story a bit over the past few weeks. Um, Sandy Town Council says these items can hinder maintenance work and can be a hazard to staff, or some of them have been stolen. Uh, am I right in thinking she's got about to walk past my window? But Catherine, am I right in thinking this is the, the, the mayor who, who didn't want to speak to us for, for this? Yeah, the mayor refused to speak to us, refused to come on this show. And I've said to the mayor, you, you, you can have 30 minutes. Come on the show for as long as you want and, I want and I won't interrupt. Still no reply, which I think is disappointing. We can speak now to Trixie Smith, the Sandy resident and has family buried at the town cemetery. Morning, Trixie. Morning. Just remind us what you're unhappy about. Um, well, being told that they're going to remove stuff because, um, you know, take all the stuff off the graves. Um, what kind of stuff... Do, who have you got buried there and what kind of stuff did oh, you have on their graves? Oh, OK, so it's yeah. an important place for yeah. you. And what stuff did you have? What stuff is going to be removed? Well, they said you can't have solar lights, you can't have any, like, personal memento things, like knickknacks. They call them knickknacks, but they're not knickknacks to us. No, they're, they're hugely significant, I'd imagine. Yeah, they are. You know, so, like... I mean, on my mum's, I've got a little, like, birdhouse. But it's only a tiny thing. It's not really... It's not a real one. Yeah. Because she likes feeding birds. It's just personal things that relate to between you and the person. Yeah. You know, that you've lost. But, um... <clears throat> I, I, in one way, I agree with what they're saying, that, that all all around the headstone, up the back of it and everything, yeah, I, <clears throat> I do agree that that shouldn't be there because it does hinder the, hinder the maintenance. But if it's on the headstone and it's secured, I don't see that there should be a problem. You know, the, the strimmer they're using up there has no guard. Yeah. Which is not... That seems right to be part, part of the big problem, doesn't it? Is that yeah. they're saying that the strimmer will be damaged and they, they're, they're putting their lives at risk because of that. But, but yes, if, if a guard was put on the strimmer, that might change things ever so but slightly. Well, because, you know, that's not actually the right thing to be using round headstones with no, with no guard on it. You, uh, you, you're going to the meeting tonight, Trixie. Are you going to be speaking there? I am, yeah. what, what do you plan to say? Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> it depends what winds me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just going to see how it goes. I, yeah. I think that's probably the way. Don't prepare anything. Just, yeah. just maybe have two or three points that you definitely want to get across so you don't come out and kick yourself and think, oh, I didn't mention that. Oh, I forgot to say that. But just see how it goes. Are you confident that the council will take on the feelings of the residents? Well, they don't normally listen to us. They're just there to do what you know, what they want to do, where they want to do it, and fill the pockets. It's disappointing, isn't it, that the mayor has uh, refused to come on this show. He doesn't like me, which is fine. Oh, well. You don't have to like me. Perhaps the town council wasn't available to stick a hand up his back and work him. I couldn't possibly comment, uh, Trixie. <laughs> uh, if, um, if Sandy uh, Town Council does pursue this and they do still say you've got to take off everything what's your next move Can you, are you going to give in or are you going to take no, this further not at all you know <clears throat> I don't see why we should there's lots of um, cemeteries around that allow all this stuff you know because they know you know what it's like they know that people have these feelings even after someone's gone 
you know, I've collected up um, most of the petitions today, or some of them, and the comments that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the signatures don't mean nothing. They should read the comments that people have written about, you know, what they think they should do this. And those comments are, are kind of telling their personal stories, are they? Well, they're telling them, like, lay off, basically. A lot of them are... Some of them are quite rude, but... Oh, dear. The basic idea is, like, you know, how dare you be so disgusting to do that? Trixie, oh. listen, um, I wish you the best of luck tonight. Make okay. sure you get heard, and uh, maybe we'll speak soon. OK. Trixie, thank you very much indeed. Trixie Smith, Sandy resident. Your thoughts on that, please? 08459 555555. And uh, the mayor, whose name escapes me. What's the name of the mayor, Kath? Do you remember? I can't remember his name. Uh, I can't remember. Either. I can't remember. His name escapes me. He doesn't like me, so he won't come on the show. Well, that He I... thought we'd make him look a fool, but, you know, you can only look a fool if you... Say something you, you, foolish. You Come on only, and talk to us. You can only... No, no one can make you look a fool. Only... Uh, the, the times I have been made a fool, I have done it to myself. In plenty of them, I've done it to myself. No one has made me look a fool. I have made myself look a fool, sir. Listen, and I've told you, you will, you, you can have special rights, Mr Mayor. You can come on. We'll have give you 15 clear minutes. If, you, if it goes on for half an hour, it goes on for half an hour. And I promise you, hand on heart, I will not interrupt. Now, I don't say that to many people, but I, I think you're the only person I've said it to. I will not interrupt, Mr Mayor. We made that offer a couple of weeks ago. We've heard nothing. I think it's... Um... What politician turns that down? OK, I think it's a little bit... I, I, I think it's a little bit arrogant to not come on to talk on a local radio station about something that has got people upset. And this has really got people upset. I don't know, maybe he thinks it's a trivial thing. We've had people in tears on this show because of this. I bet there'll be tears tonight at the meeting. It's a really personal touching thing. And to not come on and address the residents, I think it's a little bit disrespectful. And, and, and a little bit foolish. 08459 555 is the telephone number. Will, Will Jackson is Will Jackson. It? I believe. Let me check. Okay, That's we'll, what it says on the town council website. We'll, ver- we'll verify that, but I think that's the gentleman. You're right. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, 08459 555 Swearing politicians is fatism, the new racism, and butter in or out. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still seeing delays of up to an hour at the moment on First Capital Connect um, between Peterborough and King's Cross due to that earlier signalling problem at Peterborough. Tickets are being accepted on East Coast, East Midland trains, so do check before travelling. The M1 very slow on the centres between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 very slow heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also very heavy anti-clockwise between 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. On camera, the Barnet Bypass in Borehamwood looking very heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Hey, 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 it's a busy show, isn't it? A lot to cram in in the next uh, hour, including just after 8.30, we will uh, be playing Jonathan Vernon-Smith his uh, catchphrases as suggested by you. He will pick one live on the show, not to be missed. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire Council criticised for reinstating registrar, taxi row councillor given new role in Milton Keynes and judged to deliver verdict in Oscar Pistorius' case. BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council has been criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. Margaret Jones was dismissed after saying it went against her Christian faith. Following successful appeal, she's been offered her job back and can choose not to conduct same sex ceremonies. Stephen Evans is from the National Secular Society. The Equality and Human Rights Guidance actually makes clear that employees should consider requests for an opt-out, but they're under absolutely no obligation to grant one. And I think by granting one, you undermine the dignity of gay people, and I think that's what Central Bedfordshire needs to understand. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. Lib Dem Stuart Burke resigned as the chair of licensing and there's also a new role for the former Lib Dem mayor, Subhan Shafiq, despite calls for him to step down after giving the rapist a character reference. Terry Baines from the Fishermead Residents Association was at last night's council meeting. The Lib Dem showed their true colours last night, yellow cowardice because they didn't stand up but the leader did not stand up and say his people had done wrong they have they say haven't it just shows the 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 contempt they're showing for the people of, 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 of milton keynes and the leader of the lib dems on milton keynes council douglas mccall will be speaking to ian in the next half hour a jury at luton crown court will resume deliberations this morning in the trial of four young men accused of murdering a teenage rapper in bedford in january 19 year old isaac stone and his friend were attacked in costin street the four deny murder attempted murder and possession of an offensive weapon. The judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. The Paralympic gold medalist denies murdering his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp, at his home on Valentine's Day last year. He claims he shot her by mistake. Emma Sadler is a South African legal analyst. He could be found guilty of premeditated murder. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because it wasn't really a focal point of the trial, this premeditated portion of the crime. The second is that he can be found guilty of murder. The third, of course, is that he's found guilty of culpable homicide, which is when you kill somebody negligently. It is a competent verdict for a murder a murder charge. And then, of course, the final one is that he will be found not guilty and acquitted. The Royal Bank of Scotland has said it's ready to move its headquarters from Edinburgh to London if there's a yes vote in next week's Scottish independence referendum. A new opinion poll has given the no campaign a six-point lead. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines could be heading for industrial action over changes to pay and pensions. It follows a decision by the company's Swiss backers not to invest any further into the company's pension scheme. In sport, Tottenham fans say they would oppose a move to Milton Keynes. Spurs are looking for a temporary home for 2017 for one season, following a delay to their new ground at White Hart Lane. Stadium MK has been mentioned as a possible venue. The weather, a dry day, but with more cloud and fewer sunny spells, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Big tour. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. Filled with lovely people who have got a great sense of community. Exploring where you live. And there are some nice walks in the area. White leaf up the top is very nice. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! 
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Man Alive, it's a packed show this morning. How we squeeze... We may have to go on for an extra 15 minutes. Jonathan, is it all right if we, we finish at quarter past nine? We've got lots to get in this morning. Coming up, we'll be talking about a registrar who was sacked and then reinstated after she refused to marry gay couples. She was a Christian. Is she right or is she wrong? Should David Cameron have actually said effing instead of just saying effing? Justin's out on the street finding out whether fat people and the attitude towards them is the same as sexism or racism. And I think, I think, I think, I think that's all we've got. That'll do for the moment. 08459... Four double five, five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the National Secular Society is demanding to know why Central Bedfordshire Council offered to reinstate a registrar who refuses to marry gay couples. Margaret Jones turned to the Christian Legal Centre after being sacked for bringing the local authority into disrepute. She'd never been asked to conduct a same-sex wedding and argued she'd lost her position as senior deputy registrar for her beliefs rather than her actions. Well, I'm joined now by Sean Lambert from the Lesbian and Gay Foundation charity and also Andrea Williams from the Christian Legal Centre, which advised Margaret Jones. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Morning. Andrea, let, let's start with you. Uh, Margaret Jones, she couldn't possibly carry on as a registrar while openly discriminating, could she? Oh, she wasn't uh, discriminating at all. She was... Um exercising her freedom of religion, her freedom of belief. She actually was serving the community, as she had done for many, many years. She was prepared to seek to work her way through. No gay couple were ever going to be refused a um, marriage uh, because there were other people that were prepared to conduct it. And indeed, Margaret Jones was prepared to do all the paperwork and to be the second registrar. She wasn't wasn't prepared to say, uh, I'm, I'm happy to pronounce you man and man, was she? No, because she doesn't believe that uh, a gay couple can can be pronounced. Well, that is that is that is discrimination, isn't it? No, it's not because actually it's not at all. It's actually expressing a belief that many people up and down the country absolutely believe. Well, many people believe that man. many people up and down the country believe that black people are inferior. It doesn't. It, it, it's yeah, still it's discrimination. Not, that's, that's, a, that's a very un, 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 unfair uh, comparison. Tell me why. Because um, homosexuality is all about behaviour. It's about that's that's uh, and it's and it's behaviour that many uh, many people, many Christians will say uh, that it is wrong. Just uh, all, they will say that all sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman is something that is wrong, and that's something that many people up and down this country believe, and that it cannot amount to marriage. Sean, let's... Andrea, let me just... One one second, let me just bring Sean in. Uh, You'll speak again, Andrea. Sean Lambert from the Lesbian and Gay Foundation. Uh, To uh, refuse to marry a gay couple is is not discrimination. Well, I don't really see how it isn't discrimination. Whether or not this registrar believes that same-sex marriage should be legal, it is actually the law of the land now. Um, and I think there is totally a comparison to be made. If um, she didn't believe that a black person should marry a white person, should she be allowed to That's not something out she hasn't marriage? believed. Absolutely not. Um, she would Andrea, 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 Andrea you let, just let Sean finish. Andrea, just let Sean finish. 
that might not be something she believes, but in the past, religious people have used the Bible to justify not carrying out marriages between um, a black person and a white person. Um, if she believes that someone who's previously been divorced shouldn't be able to get married, should she be able to refuse to marry that person? Um, you know, most churches would say that the purpose of marriage is procreation, and that's sometimes used as justification for not carrying out same-sex marriage. Would she then, therefore, refuse to marry a couple who are maybe in their 70s and therefore couldn't procreate? And should she be able to refuse to do that? At the end of the day, this woman's job was to carry out marriages for the local authority to the legal requirements of the country. And part of the legal requirements is that same-sex couples should be allowed to Sean, marry. Sean, what about accommodating her Christian beliefs? Well, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's fine to accommodate someone's Christian beliefs, but not if that discriminates against another person. I can't even begin to imagine what it must feel like if you turned up to a registration office to um, say, yes, m myself and my partner want to get married, and to find that the re one of the registrars there says, well, that's all very well, but I don't believe you should be able to get married, so I will not carry out that wedding. Well, it, it, it never quite got to that stage. This conversation w was, was kind of had before. Andrea, right. your response to Sean? This conversation had been being had by Margaret Jones, who was well loved and well respected for many years. In fact, back in civil partnership, in the when civil partnerships were passed in 2004, uh, she said that she would be prepared to continue to, to register, but she couldn't be involved in any ceremonial aspects, and that she would not be able to do same-sex marriages if the law changed again. But no, no couple were ever going to walk through the um, registry office in in Milton Keynes or in, in Bedford, and Margaret Jones would there say, "I'm not going to." marry you that was never ever ever but she but, but she, she would she wouldn't have married them if they'd been there it was because she cared so much she cared so much that she was bending over backwards to do everything that she could to ensure Apart that a gay couple would be happy by somebody who, who would be happy to the do. love of a same-sex couple and making sure that you know, uh, you can say someone else would carry out the marriage therefore it wasn't discrimination but it was discrimination because she wouldn't carry out the marriage. What if that someone else was off sick that day? You, know, you can't have a situation where someone says, I'm not going to do part of my job, which is basically what she was saying. Now, your freedom to believe that marriage is... What you're then saying is that you're free to believe that marriage is between a man and a woman is your freedom to resign, your freedom to get out of the space, which will mean that many people in this country, and it's not, nothing to do with hatefulness, it's, not, it's nothing... It's actually... The law, the law of the land cannot compel you to believe something that is not true. No, it can't true, compel you. It, it cannot believe... Which, and and mar marriage... Um, Though for those of us that believe the Bible, we will always believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. And uh, there's plenty of people who believe the Bible us. who are seeks to coerce who would believe something It's completely right and legal. To be honest, just last week, a church in um, Iowa in the USA married a couple who were 90 and 91. They've been together for 72 years. And yet this registrar would have said, well, no, your relationship is wrong. It's not a serious relationship. It's not recognised in the eyes of God. Andrea, so can she I... She would have said to that 90- and 91-year-old, you don't have a commitment she would, she together. Would, she you would not have she, a life together because I refuse to honour your marriage. No, she would have, would have, she would have very gently and very quietly... That's not something she would have ever been involved Andrea, it's Andrea, not, Andrea, can I, can, can I ask... Maybe yeah. Ms Jones was in the wrong job. If she wasn't prepared to follow uh, the law of the land, then, then perhaps she was in the wrong job. 
Margaret Jones is 54. She's been doing this job all of her working but, life. But the law has changed, and if she's not prepared to follow the law, well the law, the law has... The law is the demand, not forcing churches the for to marry same-sex couples. Hang on, Sean. Let, let Andrea... Let, no, it's OK, don't worry. It's, it's, it's a heated debate. But, Andrea, the law has changed, and if she's not prepared to accommodate the law in her job, then the implication is she's, she's in the wrong job. No, the law also has to accommodate uh, Margaret Jones. The, the law has to accommodate those with uh, religious beliefs, with Christian beliefs, and has to balance the two. You're and this basically is what we've done arguing so that the law has to accommodate discrimination. That's what no. you're arguing. You're, you're arguing that you... the law should accommodate someone discriminating against another person. What you're asking is that someone with deeply held Christian beliefs that marriage between a man and a woman should lose their job should be sacked for gross misconduct, should be out of the space, and unless we are prepared to actually... Uh, I'm arguing uh, that someone should it, not be able to discriminate against another person. This is not discrimination at it, all. It's it, not discrimination it's at all. It's absolutely discrimination. No, it's not. It's compelling to give a service to someone for which you are being paid to provide that service. There no are one is saying that would have done that. And she was going to do both. Andrea, I promise I'll let you come back in. If Margaret Jones was a vicar in a church, no one is saying that that church should be forced to carry out the marriage of a same-sex couple if they don't want to. But she was a civil registrar in a, in a, in a civil situation, a secular situation. And she was therefore discriminating against people because she was refusing to carry out the service that she was being paid to provide. Andrea, I've just, I've just Googled discrimination for the definition. The practice of unfairly treating a person or group of people differently from other people or groups of people. So to, to, to refuse to marry two people who are legally entitled to marry is, is by the definition, discrimination. Not if you believe that marriage is between a man and woman and that could never be treated, and, and that's, that is rooted in your Christian faith. No, but that but is, it's, it's, actually it's, still... love. it's actually an act of love. What it's if I believe that, that marriage is between two white people or marriage is between two people who can have children? The Am I therefore that, the allowed to not marry other people who don't meet those requirements? What if I believe that marriage should only be, be between two people who are aged exactly 23 years old and I can find a religious document that says that that's the case? Should I be able to discriminate in that way? Andrew, we've just had a text in. Uh, Brian has, has texted. His spelling isn't great, but I think I can make it out what he's trying to say. Why should any registrar have to marry these disgusting people? And isn't it um, attitudes like Ms Jones, and I suggest yours, that, that kind of fuel the, 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 these views? Are, are you proud that, that, that views like this are being fuelled by your argument? Um, I don't, we don't believe that uh, people are discussing... Jesus Christ came to die for each one of us, and he, call, he calls us all to a high level of purity, and that is that sex... Uh, so homosexuality is impure? Sexual expression is between a man and okay, a woman. So homosexuality in a, is impure? In a commi- in, within a committed relationship. Which you're denying and them. I, you're denying I, them I said, that committed relationship. And the... And the point here is that marriage, its uniqueness is based on the not about not about okay. procreation. Its okay. Uniqueness is about we're, complementarity. We're running out of time, Andrea. Um, are, you, are you saying that you're, you're saying that that, you, that that you're you're denying them that committed relationship by not allowing them to get married? Are you saying that homosexuality is impure? 
I'm saying that all sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman... We're talking about men and men and women and women here. No, in that case, a couple who had had sex before marriage could also are impure and shouldn't be able to get married. Is that what you're saying? What the Bible says, what the Bible says very clearly about... Because it's all about... This is about behaviour I don't understand. This is not about what the Bible says. This is about the law of the land. And about discriminating this, against people. But what people. the Bible says is not why everyone who walks through the door of the registration office believes in the Bible. Or we're running out of time. It's all going up. Can I just ask you one one important question? Uh, last question, Sean. I'll start with you. Which is more important? Do you think the law of the land or religion? Well, personally, I think if you're employed to do a job, you should do that job, and you shouldn't discriminate against people. Andrea, what's more important, the law of the land or religion? The wonderful, beautiful message of hope that is found in Jesus Christ for each one of us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Andrea Williams uh, from the Christian Legal Centre. The other voice you heard there was Sean Lambert from the Lesbian and Gay Foundation Charity. Can I put that question out to you? It just came to me at the end there. I think it's quite a pertinent one. Uh, what's more important, the law of the land or religion? 08459 555 555. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The latest on the train situation. Still disruption of about an hour at the moment on First Capital Connect due to a signalling problem at Peaceborough between Peaceborough and King's Cross. Taking a look so far at the A1M, that's looking heavy heading northbound between Junction 8 for the A602 and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1's looking very heavy heading at southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The A41 in Kings Langley is looking slow on the sensors between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And the M25 very heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Simple question, just kind of popped up at the end. What's more important to you, the law of the land or your religion? 08459 555 555. Uh, it's 8.18. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. And the judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three County Sport isn't just about hearing your team in action. In action. Seals a famous victory here. What drama we've had! It's about the managers. I'll make the most of your openings, and we, we perhaps haven't done that, and, and haven't done it so far this season, if I'm honest. I'm honest. The players. We know we need to be better. We're not being complacent. We'll find a solution that will get us playing how we was last season, how the fans expect us to be playing. And the fans. I'm getting seriously concerned we could end up back where we started. Every day, we bring you latest news on your local team. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a nil-nil draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York. Three County Sport, keeping you up to date with Luton, Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham every day of the week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Really, uh, but by the way, JVS will be with us just after half past eight. Really interesting conversation uh, there that we had with uh, Sean Lambert from the Lesbian and Gay Foundation and Andrea Williams from the Christian Legal Centre about um, gay marriage. 
prompted uh, Oliver in Aylesbury to call in. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning. What have you got for us, sir? Well, you, you made a comment um, during um, that uh, debate regarding um, a black people, which I took offence to, and I'm sure many would. That, um, your belief is that um, many people up and down the country may believe that, uh, well, have a belief that black people are inferior, okay? Um, I think you may, you may have um, dealt with that better by countering that. It may be a belief, or people might think that white people are inferior, okay? Oliver, <laughs> Oliver, permission to interrupt, sir? Yeah, please. I please. have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. What, 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 are, you, are you saying that I said that black people were inferior? That's, it, that's the comment that you made. Did you could, you, could, you, could you give me the, the, uh, at least paraphrase what I said? Well, I've just said. Well, I, I said black people are inferior, did I? You, you said people up and down the country may have, have a belief that um, black people are inferior. Can you can you prove that? Well, for, uh, yeah, yeah, people do think that they're called racists, Oliver. I don't know if I don't know if you've heard of them. Racists. Yeah. They think that black people are inferior, yes. I don't think that... Let me clarify. I don't think that black people are inferior, but some people do think that. And if you don't believe that, you're living in uh, Cloud Cuckoo Land, sir. Well, I'm not living in Cloud Cuckoo Land. What I'm saying is many people might think that white people are inferior Yes, well. they do. They're, they're, yes, they're, they're, those are racists as well. Those people exist. Yeah, it's sad, exactly, isn't it? Exactly so. Um, and so, um, so I'm not quite sure what, 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 what I've angered you with by, by pointing out that racists exist... No, 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 no. I mean, you, I think you handled it um, quite wrongly, and I, sh- I, I shall take this um, a tad further. Um, well, don't shout know, at me, Oliver. Talk to me. No, no, I'm not shouting. You just um, said you'd I, shout at me. No, no, no. I said I'd take it um, a tad oh. further. Just, just, okay. just, just to ensure that um, we have um, a, a, a decent bias of, um, of opinion rather than... Um, Oliver, I've literally got no idea what you're banging on about, mate. I said that some people think black people are inferior. They do. They're racists. And some people think that white people are inferior. They do. They're racists. What, well, what, what, well, what's upset well, you? That we live in a racist world? It's terrible, no, isn't it? No, no, no. Your comments upset me. You, you might have... You might How have did it upset you, Oliver? Yeah, you might just counter that by um, by what we've said. No, I'm not going to counter it, mate, because I, you, you, you've taken offence at nothing. You're, you're looking for a fight, sir, and I don't know why. How did I'm it offend you? Not. Absolutely not. How Absolutely. did it offend you? It offended me because um, what you're doing, you're, you're promulgating um, a, um, a belief that um, I think is wrong, and I think it's... Um, ah, it, I know yeah. what you're upset about. Right. Shall I clarify it for you? Please do. You're upset that I compared black people to gay people, aren't you? And you don't like gay people. You're totally on a tangent there. You're totally on a tangent. Is, it, yeah. is, is that... Have I not got that right? Because that's... that's do, do you, I'm not racist or homophobic in any... Do you approve of gay marriage? Do I approve of gay marriage? I think people should marry um, whether they're gay. OK. So, again, Oliver, well, if I've gone, if I've gone up a cul-de-sac there, mate, I've got literally no idea what you're banging on about. You've taken offence at, at, at nothing. You've taken offence at a fact. Imagine being offended at a fact. Well, you can counter, you can counter that fact by, by doing the, the, the um, inverse as well, OK? So, um, if you say many people might think um, black people are inferior, you might have countered it by saying and many people might think white people are why, why would I do that, Oliver? Why, why would I do that? Because um, that is a fair that has a fair comparison. Oh, but if we if we but if we countered everything, then we'd be here all day. Are you uh, imply? Are you saying that you think I'm a racist? Absolutely not. Then um, what are you saying, Oliver? What, what I'm saying um, in, in your position, you should be more careful on on the, on the comments you make sometimes. Okay. Well, Oliver, you have not highlighted any comment that could be deemed offensive, except by someone who's looking for a fight. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
OK? OK, Oliver. Um, I didn't understand that. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. if you did. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This right. is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. Now... One of the councillors behind the decision to allow a serial rapist to drive a taxi in Milton Keynes has been given another important role on the council. When the row went public last week, Liberal Democrat Stuart Burke apologised for the lapse of judgement, the lapse of judgement being that uh, he allowed a serial violent rapist who served eight years in prison to become a taxi driver and resigned as chairman of the licensing panel. But it turns out he won't be sat on his backside playing Xbox. Last night he was given another judgement-heavy position, this time on the council's scrutiny committee in fact, he was given uh, two positions. <clears throat> he will serve on the Overview and Scrutiny Management Committee and the Overview and Scrutiny Working Group. Joined now by the leader of the Lib Dems on Milton Keynes Council, Douglas McCall. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning. Uh, Mr Burke's judgment in allowing a violent serial rapist um, to become a taxi driver was wrong, wasn't it? Well, I've been on public record to say that I... I um don't believe I would have made the same decision. It was wrong, was it? It was wrong to allow a man who'd served eight years for a violent, aggressive se- series of sexual assaults with a partner against prostitutes. It was wrong to allow him to be put uh, in a position of driving a car where there will be single, vulnerable women in the back. That's obviously wrong, isn't it? Well, I'm not trained in licensing. I wasn't at the hearing. I didn't hear all the evidence. Well, th- th- here's but the evidence, Douglas. I clearly say that I believe if I'd been in, in the room, I wouldn't have come to the same Douglas, conclusion. Douglas, Douglas. Yeah. The evidence was this gentleman who was given a driving licence, had served a, a taxi licence, had served eight years in prison mm. for a eight year. He'd served eight years. That's a long yeah. time for a series of violent, mm. aggressive, degrading sexual assaults mm. on prostitutes. That, that, that no one could argue mm. that that was an appropriate thing to do to give that person a taxi licence. You seem to be hesitating around that slightly. No, no I, I, I struggle to understand why the the, the, um, the hearing, the subcommittee, get, uh, made the decision. Yeah, but yet you can't come out and say it was a wrong decision. <coughs> well... Why can't you come out and say it's, it's, it's a wrong decision, sir? Sorry, I've got a tickle in the throat here. Um, the, the, as I say, I, 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 I don't think... I've said I don't think it was the right decision. I've said that so it was a wrong I, decision? Pardon? So if you don't think it was a right decision, it was ipso facto a wrong decision. Well, I, I, I wasn't in the room. And the, we need to what more remember. do you need to know, we Douglas? This person serially raped to... loads of prostitutes. What we more need... do you need to know? We need to also remember that by the time it got to uh, Council Burke's hearing, it had already been... A license had already been issued before. I, I've already said, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't think it was the right decision. So it was the wrong decision? That's another way of saying it. I don't think yeah. it was the right decision. Okay, so, so you're saying it was the wrong decision for him to give that licence to Nadim Ahmed Kiani, who uh, had served eight years yeah. in prison for a series of violent sexual um, uh, 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 attacks. So why is he still a councillor, and why has he been promoted? He's not been promoted. He's been given... He's been... Uh, he's working on two committees. Been, he has been demoted. Um, he was a chair of a committee, a chair of a very important decision-making committee... And he's, he's, he's no longer on that committee. He's been demoted. He's now on a non-decision... He's on a committee. He's on an important yes. committee, sir, which, dis- which questions the decisions of the council. And he has proved himself that he makes inappropriate decisions. That can't be right, can it, Douglas? Well, the, the, the problem is that um, 
he's not broken any law. He's not broken any council rules. Um, and, but that's not the point, and, though, is it, Douglas? The, the, whether he's broken the law or not, he has made a holy... He has put people's lives potentially at risk. He, he has made decisions that some of us struggle to understand why they made those decisions. And so he's now in a committee but, which questions the decisions of the council. Can you not see, sir, the yeah. irony of that? Yeah, the issue is that he's a serving councillor who's drawn an allowance as a councillor, so therefore he's conti- he has continued to do his work as a councillor. He's doing his case work, working for his constituents, and he's serving on committees. Now, that's what councillors do. Should he, should he still be a councillor? Well, I think you've got to be proportionate uh, in that. I, it, whether people... I have no power. The councillor has no power. No, but should he still be a councillor? I think you've got to be proportionate. He's not broken any rules of the law of the land. He worked within the council's policies and procedures, which have proved... Should he still be a councillor? Yes. He should be. Okay. Uh, We spoke to the MP for Milton Keynes uh, North, uh, Mm -hmm. Mark Lancaster. He uh, questions the position of uh, Stuart Burke. Have a a listen to this. I think there needs to be a degree of soul-searching and and whether or not they feel that they are appropriate for public office. I Mm -hmm. would have some doubts. He doesn't think they're appropriate for public office. Also, we spoke to... Your response to that? Well, you would say that. He's from a different political party. Well, maybe he's saying it, Douglas, because... Maybe he's saying it, Douglas, because of the appalling decision they made. Edith Bald, who leads the Conservative group on Milton Keynes Council, says that uh, the former mayor, Shaban Shafiq, and the two other councillors, Stuart Burke and Gladstone McKenzie, should step down. Have a listen to this. Well, his position is looking untenable. Um, In fact, I think all three councillors need to be asking themselves serious questions and what this whole episode is showing is that all three councillors are guilty of sort of bad judgment and bad uh, Mm. decisions we need to remember that the 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 chair of the first was it was a conservative councillor who's who's not there anymore yeah i know i know but but douglas would you you keep asking me questions but don't leave a gap for me to answer but your your answers sir you're you're not answering the questions with the greatest of respect but please continue away you go yeah well keep talking over me, so it's very difficult for me to talk. Now, um, what I'm trying to say, it's very easy for the Conservatives to throw stones when they're, they're the person who chaired the first hearing, the first hearing was the key hearing, was a Conservative, who happens not to be a councillor anymore. So they, they, they feel they can take the high ground. Um, now, no uh, Douglas, no are you proud? Are you proud? Are you proud? No are you proud to talk about party politics and play a silly little game like this when no it's only a matter of luck that a woman no wasn't sexually attacked in the back of one no of your one cabs? Is defending the decisions made at the two hearings? I have been on record before of saying that I do not believe that I personally would have made the same decision. I know, you've said that, al- and, you've said that already. Do you, do you feel comfortable I, playing party politics when it's only a matter of luck that a woman wasn't raped in the back of one of your cabs? Now, the driver... The dr- I mean, you tr- you, the driver who was given the first licence, and I don't agree with the decision, drove around Milton Keynes for three and a half years without any complaint. That we know of. Uh, no one's made a complaint that we know. So that's uh, that's okay. So, playing roulette with women's no, women's no, safety is it, Douglas? No, I'm not saying that at all. You don't, I, I don't think. Can I? Can I just I, remind I, you of what he did? Yeah. Can I just remind you of what he did, Douglas? Because I don't. I, I really don't think you're taking this seriously. This gentleman, this driver, Nadim Ahmed mm. Kiani, served eight years in prison. He wasn't given eight years. He mm. served eight years in prison. That's what would happen true. is that is, is he, not true. What would happen is that is not true. You made a false. statement. How long did he serve then, sir? Correct he me. Served th- 
three and a half years in prison. That's Thank you very much indeed for correcting me. What he would do is he would uh, find prostitutes, he would negotiate a price with them, he would engage in sexual activity with them, then he would use a code word mm. and his partner would jump out, they would beat the prostitute, they would rape her, mm. they, would, uh, they would do all kinds of horrible, degrading things to her with a weapon several times. He was a serial rapist. Mm. You think it's OK for that gentleman to be driving a cab? And you're I now playing know, party I politics no, with no, women's no, no, safety. No. Again, you've seen something through. I have repeatedly said that I, I did not... But one of your councillors who made that yeah. decision is being promoted and is in a no, board, is in a board you, you that monitors two, decisions. Right. You have made two false statements there. He is in a board that monitors council decisions, isn't he? You have made two false statements. First of all, you say that I, I agree with him driving around. That is a false statement. You said it was I, only for three I, years. What's the I, problem? No, no. I have never, ever said that I agreed with the decision of the two hearings, and I do not agree it was a right decision for some... For the and yet the person who made that decision right. so is you, now on a council... That's the, the person, wrong decision. The person who made that decision... you over me again. I know, Douglas. The person who made that decision yeah. is now in a council board that oversees council's decisions. Can you not see how painfully wrong that is? So, the first thing you said wrong, you falsely accused me of saying it was OK for this... You, you can pick wrong. up on my little that misdemeanours, that's great. Why don't you answer the question? No, you're making false statements against me. I must correct you when you make a false statement. Why, why don't you... Why don't... <sighs> Douglas. And the second thing, you repeatedly say that Stuart Burke was promoted. He has been demoted. OK, Douglas. So the, I've got that term slightly wrong. Would you, would you deny the fact... The would you... Douglas, <laughs> you're picking up on tiny things when women's safety is... A, is, is a risk here. I would have expected more from you, sir. Can you deny the fact that the person who made an awful decision, a wrong decision, have you said, is now on a council committee that oversees council's decisions? Can you not see the irony of that? No, he... He is in no decision-making bodies. He's on... He oversees council's decisions. Can you not see the irony of that? You You don't understand how the council works. He... He, he is not on any decision-making committee. He oversees he's council's still, decisions, doesn't he? He's still a councillor. He oversees council's counselor, decisions, doesn't he, Douglas? scrutiny committee. So he oversees council's decisions. He, he has to apply judgment when he has proved in the past. Yeah. He, his decisions have been awful. Wrong, in your own words. Uh, he is a serving councillor, and he's carrying out his duties as a serving councillor. He's already... Uh, resigned as a chair he's been demoted in effect and you know we we um he's not broken any law he's not broken any rules of the council he was working within the council's policies at the time i those policies were found to be wanting those policies have been corrected i have never agreed with the decisions made by the either the first hearing or the second hearing leader of the council peter marland uh, said at the council meeting on monday night quote the council made an, exp- an inexplicable decision. The position of those councillors must go before the public. When is a matter for them? There is no process for removing a councillor who has acted within the law as these have. However, these councillors need to examine their conscience. If you can't apologise, you can't even say sorry, it'll make it even more difficult to rebuild that trust in the future. That's Peter Marland, lead- leader of the council. Your reaction, sir? Yeah. Well, Councillor Burke, who you've referred to, uh, um, he has already said sorry... And, but in regards and, to the position of those councillors, as, as Peter says, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's an inexplicable decision. 
Well, we've currently got an in- internal inquiry to try and understand what's gone wrong here. No one's actually asked the councillors who made that decision why they made that decision. Now, we are... Have you not asked when- them? Pardon? Sorry, you've not asked the councillors no, why no, they I made that decision? No, no, I didn't say that. Again. You said you said no one's asked them, so I'm so, assuming that okay, means you. Sorry, the council itself has not asked. Now, the, the council it has its internal audit departments trying to understand how the council managed to come up with not one, but two, uh, to use your phrase, wrong decisions. And what concerns me, they're reviewing seven other cases. So potentially we have nine cases when members of the council have made a wrong decision. Now, that suggests to me that this isn't just one maverick council making a wrong decision. There's something systemic within the decision-making process if you have up to nine hearings making wrong decisions. Don't you think that if nine hearings making wrong decisions, there's something fundamentally wrong? We spoke to uh, Terry Baines from the Fishermead Residents Association uh, this morning. This is what Terry had to say. When is he going to grow a spine and, and look after the people at Milton Keynes instead of himself and his, his group at Milton Keynes Council? Do the right thing, Mr McCall, and get rid of these councillors. Douglas. Yes. Your response. Well, I, I, I gave a response to Mr Bain at the council meeting. Well, well, give a response night. to him now, for those who weren't there. OK. I, I've, I've explained... I don't have any power, as Council Mound explained... Neither, none of us have any power to get rid of any councillors. It is up to those individual councillors to, to, to consider them, their, their situation themselves. So we have no power to get rid of a councillor. Would you like to see them go? I think we have to be proportionate. And that they, they haven't, they, we need to remember they haven't broken any law, they haven't broken any rules of the council. They have made decisions that we... Um, have difficulty understanding why they've come to those decisions. That may have potentially put women's uh, health and lives at risk. Well, the, the, there is the question of risk, and that risk is luckily um, proved. To, you know, not, people made the, the, the key thing was the judgment made by the first. Luckily, you're right. You said the word luckily. Luckily, no one was hurt. Would you, would you have put your, your wife uh, or a female relative in the back of a cab driven by Nadim Ahmed Kiani? I, I, you know, I've got a sister, I've got a wife, I've got... You'd be happy for daughter, Mr Kearney to have and, driven her around. And, and clearly, I wouldn't be happy um, to do that. And, I've and there's your already, answer, sir. But, yes, there's the yes, problem, sir. Yes, but the point is, I've said repeatedly, I do not condone the decisions which were made, and I wouldn't have made it myself. There I was mean, a driver driving around that you would not be happy uh, having your, your female members of your family in the back of a cab. And I think that says it all. And that's the thing here, isn't it, Mr McCall? That, that people, uh, have their lives have been put at risk by a terrible decision that was in part made by Subhan Shafiq and Stuart Burke. And, yet, and that's why people are scratching their heads as to why they're, 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 they're still councillors, why they won't come on the show yeah, and defend themselves. Again, Subhan Shafiq was, was not one of the decision-makers. He, re- he recommended... I'll, I'll, I'll step in, sir. Uh, he recommended, personally recommended, that um, this gentleman, Mr Kearney, got a licence. Yes, but he was unaware that he had any convictions. Then he shouldn't have been personally recommending him, should he? Well, how, 
how many people have given a reference for someone that they've known for five years... And they've turned out to be a serial rapist. What they did, what they knew 20, well, then, they did 20 years ago. Even well, the rapist has confirmed that Council Shafiq did not know... Well, then he should not... Well, then, again, do you not... Douglas, do you not then see that, that Mr Shafiq shouldn't have, have recommended him if he didn't know his full... if he didn't know he'd been to prison? Well, did, 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 you're saying as though, that, no, as though that's no, not a problem. No, no. You, you're not, you, you, you think about it. You, give a, you mm. for instance, could give a reference for someone you know at the BBC. Yeah. You've known and worked with for five years. Yeah. You don't know that they might have murdered somebody 20 years I would, ago. Do you know what? I would ask them if they had a... If I was, if I was recommending someone, mm. I would just... Uh, for a position at the BBC, or a position that would put them in close proximity with single mm. people, I would say, look, by the way, before we go in there, is there anything I should... You've not got a criminal record, have you? I would ask that question, yeah. Mm. Well, a lot of people give references to people without thinking of asking them. Well, I don't think a, a mayor and a councillor should have done that. Yes, but he wasn't mayor at the time. That's another false thing. People going on about them. Well, he became, he became, but he, he became mayor, Douglas. Yes, I know. He was a, he was a new, inexperienced councillor three Gosh. and a half years ago. He gave Why? a lesson to someone not knowing his past. And I was about, about to say, yeah, it really. So, I'm confused as to why you're defending these two gentlemen so much. Well, I'm just trying to get the truth out there, and for people to be proportionate. You're right. I'm not, you're I'm right. not we agreeing get the truth with what no. was done, but there's a lot of false information You're absolutely right. Out there. And you're right to get the truth out. The truth being that uh, two of your councillors, one recommended, uh, one gave a licence to a gentleman who'd served three and a half years in prison for a series of violent sexual mm. rapes uh, against prostitutes. Those, those are the facts. And those people are still councillors, and you don't think they should stand down. Again, you're, you're, you're trying to twist the Those truth. are the facts. You've asked for facts, Douglas. Those are mm. the facts. You don't think they should stand down. They have stood down from the position... Of you don't think they should stand down as councillors? Uh, no, I don't. I think okay. it's, 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 a, it's a major step to resign as mayor, and I'm considering that Council Shafiq was not a decision-maker. He recommended him. And he recommended someone in good faith, not knowing that, that they had any convictions, and I think that um, he acted in good faith trying to help... Uh, a friend he'd known for three or four years in Milton Keynes, not knowing he committed offences in London, that could that could have easily happened to anybody, um, and he wasn't make, he didn't make the decision. So I think we've got to be proportionate. Douglas, thanks for your time this morning. Okay, bye. Leader of the Lib Dens on Milton Keynes Council, Douglas McCall. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Should have bitten my tongue. Come in, come in, Jonathan. Good now. Come, I'm so sorry. It's all right. You had a haircut? Monday. I always notice it a few days after. <laughs> it takes a while to settle in. Now, Jonathan, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. You're, very, right. you're very kind of you to, to, to wait. We'll find out what's on your show in a second. Yesterday, catchphrases. Yes. We were talking about catchphrases. Uh, Justin Dealey took it to the street. We got sent in loads. Some of them I thought were a little bit rude. Really? That's un- unlike our <laughs> listeners to be rude about me. Some of them were quite vulgar, sexually explicit. Oh, were they? Talking oh. about bits and bobs. and, oh. and uh, d- d- we've, we've got rid of those. We've got it down to three. Right. Justin took it to the street. Yeah. Should we have a listen? And I'm going to let you pick which one you use. So these are the slogans that I will now use, well, one slogan that I will now use on my show. You pick the best one. Here we go. This okay. is, uh, this is uh, number one. If you'd like a rail, call me now. 
<laughs> yes. Was that you saying that? That was very much like your voice. It did sound a bit like me, didn't if it? If you like... Try it. Just try it on for size, sir. If you like a row, call me now. Like that. How does that feel? How's that, does that fit? If you like a row. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, quite like up. that. Let's yeah. just try number two. Here comes number two. Who's right? Your rights. Now, this is my personal favourite. I don't like that. What? No, I think that's silly. Who's right? Your rights. No, it's stupid. Try Just try it. Just try it. Who's right? Your rights. Well, you're not doing it. That's, ru- that's rubbish. I don't like that. That's my, that my favourite one. OK, I've lost a fiver. Here's number three. If you're in a mess, call JVS. Now, like that. Do you? Now, like that. Try Try it. Just try it on, sir. If you're in a mess, call JVS. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Cass, what do you think? I think that's a winner. Suits him, doesn't it? Mm, Looks yeah. good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, try it one more time. Go. Can I have that man as well saying it? Can, I, can, think, can I, think he be... a, I think that was a lady, wasn't it? What? Oh, no. I, I was thinking, let's have a listen. Hang on, sorry. If you're in a mess, oh. call JVS. That's a le- is that a man? Man, I think. Oh, dear. So anyway, I do- not that it matters. <laughs> sorry, sir. <laughs> not that it matters. <laughs> if, if you're in a mess... man, what are you talking about? I can see that on the back of If uh, you're in a mess, call JVS. What time are you going to use it on your show? I like that. Uh, nine o'clock. Fantastic. I'll be listening then. Yeah. What's I on will, your uh, show this morning? I will use that from now on. For good. I look forward to it. Coming up on this morning. So, no, thanks very much for uh, for helping with the listeners. Listen, we're, we're, we're keen to do everything we can for your show. I know, you know. So we'll... There's always been one thing lacking on my show. Yep. And talented production stuff. Talented production, good presenter, and a, uh, and a and a slogan, a little catchphrase. And now you've got at least one of those now things. Now we've got one. Coming up on this morning's Big Phone-In. Have the council done the right thing, offering Margaret Jones her job back? Interested in your feisty... It was a very feisty discussion you had earlier. Wasn't it interesting, yes. When Christian Registrar Margaret Jones told Central Bedfordshire Council she wouldn't marry gay people... They told her she could no longer do the job and she was removed from her position. She appealed and last week we broke the news that she'd been offered her job back on the basis that she can pick and choose at which wedding she'll act as the celebrant. Well, today the story's moved on, as we know. The National Secular Society has told BBC Three Counties Radio they've written to the council asking why they'll allow someone in public office to discriminate in this way. From nine today, I want your views on this. Do you think the council have done the right thing, offering Margaret Jones her job back? Your call on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five this morning from nine. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The latest on the train situation, still disruptions of about up to an hour at the moment on First Capital Connect between Peterborough and King's Cross following an earlier signalling problem. Taking a look at First Capital Connect as well, disruption between Bedford and Brighton due to an incident at Hawley. The A1M's looking heavy heading northbound between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage and the M1's looking rather heavy on the sensors between Junction 10 at Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow between Junction 12 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.46, it's Thursday the 11th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Central Bedfordshire Council is being criticised for reinstating a registrar who refuses to marry same-sex couples. A Milton Keynes councillor at the centre of the row over a convicted rapist being allowed to drive a taxi has now been given a new committee role. And the judge hearing the murder trial of the South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius will begin delivering her verdict today. Your call's coming up after the weather with Sarah. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. Uh, For some of us, pretty cloudy start. That's not quite the story for all of us, but uh, in Milton Keynes, a bit of sunshine still lingering. In Hemel, for instance, and Luton, in Letchworth, Stevenage, it's uh, pretty cloudy right there at the moment, even into High Wycombe as well. So we do have a layer of cloud out towards the east of that line that I've just mentioned. And there, the temperatures have risen after a pretty chilly night where temperatures fell down into single figures, well down into single figures, up into double figures where we've got that cloud now. 12 in High Wycombe, 10 in St Albans. It's still 7 though out towards Woburn where it's a bit clearer there. But that cloud invading and it sort of waxes and wanes as we go through the day today. It will stay dry. We'll see some brightness coming through as that cloud thins and breaks a little this afternoon. In the best of that, looking at a high, certainly in the top teens uh, 18 or 19 Celsius but uh, feeling a bit cooler under the clouds. 17 Celsius 63 in Fahrenheit. Through the night tonight, we keep the cloud temperatures largely staying up in double figures then, especially in the towns. Tomorrow, we'll start cloudy, but a better chance of seeing some sunshine in the afternoon and staying dry, and the temperatures respond up to 20 or 21 Celsius in the best of any brighter weather. Through the weekend, staying dry, varying amounts of cloud and sunshine across the three counties. Not until the new working week will we be talking about something more unsettled. And at this point, it's just a hint, not a certainty. Largely staying dry right the way through the outlook. Every weekday morning It went ping Did it ping again? It did about about a week later It went ping again Jonathan Vernon-Smith I just don't know where or what to do now I went to speak to this retailer Who had told Sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee They didn't have any liability Well, we all know that's rubbish, don't we? The JVS Show fights for your rights Jonathan and I have got the whitest, cleanest overhead door available. Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out and any other problems, you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. We've done it in two weeks. The JVS Show. Right. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a busy show. Lots to talk about this morning. We've got 11 minutes. 08459 455555. Loads of callers. Rack them up uh, Kelly and Catherine and I will get through as many of them as I can before nine o'clock. On the subject of uh, uh, the registrar who didn't want to marry gay couples lost her job, got it back again. Andy's in Letchworth. Morning, Andy. Andy. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, Andy. How are you? You're right. Yes, not too bad, thank you. What have you got for us? Well, I was brought up a uh, very strong religion. Very, very strong religious because I was actually brought up a Jehovah's Witness. Um, obviously, you get older and you, you make your own way. You make your own choices in life. It wasn't for me. But I think that understanding that within any religion there's extreme views or there's you know the people that just are religious and live a normal life as well i think this line is getting so blurred because of those with the extreme views you know when you've got people sending you messages saying they're disgusting this that the other it's ridiculous so obviously it casts a dramatic side on that side of the seesaw and then it goes the other way because people get too defensive if you strip that emotion away i think the core element of it i don't think that she should be dismissed because people have lifestyles they have choices in life that they make and your work has to accept that if if i decided that my religion was i had to pray between x and y during the day 
they would schedule someone else to do a wedding during that time because they knew I was religious at the start of me signing. But, but, but you, you, if you're having to pray at, say, 5.30 in the evening, that's not discriminating against people, is it? That's not, that's not refusing to serve somebody. Well, it's refusing to marry somebody. You see, because you are, you cannot do that wedding because you are doing something else. It is uh, yeah, but you're, but no, but it's it's not the same as I'm right. I'm it, but, but it, it's it's not discriminatory. You're not saying right. I will marry those two. I will not marry those two. And that is the conversation that was had. Yeah, I can. I I, I, I get. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that that is actually relevant because. She's not saying she wouldn't have any involvement. If she said, I'm not mm. having anything to do with that whatsoever, it's a different kettle of fish. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. It's just unbelievable. But what she's actually saying is, I will do everything in my power as a registrar, but, I can, but I'm not going to do that bit because it goes against Question it. Question that... that it, sorry, Annie, go on. No, so I was just going to say, it's, it's literally 0.5% of an entire job. It's okay. not, a, a, you know, a large part of the job. That's, okay. That's where I, I mean, it's yeah. kind of the figure, it's the point of the job. But um, the, the question that popped into my head earlier, I'll ask you, what's more important, the law of the land or religion? I think it's, that's down to a person-to-person view, and I think it, it's a risky question, because if you strip too much of it away, you end up destroying religion. And if you destroy religion, then you destroy any sort of, I think... Um, written down morals that enable people to be brought up in certain ways. There are certain values associated with religion that are precious to society and important that I think are getting lost. And unfortunately, because of whether it's right or wrong or it's the belief is there or not, it has a positive effect on society when these rules are there. Andy, thank you very much indeed. It's a risky question, but hey, I like to ask the risky questions. Dave's in Northampton. Morning, Dave. Good morning. Dave, what would you like to say? Well, you asked the question which uh, Andy was dealing with as well. That you know, which one is more important? The, the Dave, is your, is your sorry, sorry to interrupt. Are you near your telephone? It's very quiet. Oh, okay. Can you can you hear me now? That, that that's even worse. Uh, oh, okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a Dave, it's wonderful. Welcome to the show. Yes, I can. I want to, I want to hear your point loud and clear. So, where you go, sir? Well, the, just as Andy said, you know, uh, if you ask a question, uh, which one is more important, the law of the land or religion? You don't even have to put it as religion. But the first thing you've got to understand is that the basis of our laws in our civil society is based on the laws of, of the Bible. That is where we got our laws from. Do not kill. Do not murder. Do not fornicate. But now our systems begin to modify these things. Now, you've got to understand that even as, uh, as religious people, you still have to base a lot of your morality is actually got from your faith. And so when people have to make choices between the laws of the land, if the laws of the land violate natural laws, divine laws, creative laws, then you will have to choose the law of God. Again, this is the implication, the just, just to pick you up on one word, natural laws. So, so you, the implication there, Dave, is that, that being gay is unnatural. Well, the thing is that it, natural laws, if you violate natural laws, it doesn't matter who votes for it in Parliament, natural laws will still take its yeah. effect. So is, so is being gay violate, unnatural? Sorry? Is being gay unnatural now can i ask you a question based on that well you could could you answer the question first could you answer the question first dave and then i'll answer your question is being gay unnatural what your what is your right to make or is supposed to do it's supposed to be an exit for waste product my what my rectum violate that your rectum is your point of exit for waste product in your body once you violate that use it's going to self-disintegrate self-disintegrate Dave Dave, thank you very much indeed we're talking about the self-disintegration of rectums it's probably time to move on Dave thank you very much indeed thank you you're very very welcome Uh, (laughs) 
Help me There's out, no yeah. comeback from that, is there? <laughs> I got pwned. Let's um, turn to Nick and Rand. Let's talk about something completely different. <laughs> Thank, Thank goodness, goodness for that. Uh, Nick, what have you got for us? I'm so sorry. What have you got? That's OK. I can't really follow that, can I? No, um, no. I don't <laughs> think anybody can. You want to talk... Uh, we were talking about the uh, the, the taxi drivers uh, and um, we... Uh, the, let me get the name of the gentleman I spoke to because I want to get it right. Douglas McCall, leader of the Lib Dems on MK Council. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just... Uh, I couldn't believe it. I thought the guy was plainly defending the indefensible. Um... And he just dug himself into a hole. And it, 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 there are a few things in life that are black and white wrong, and that is just black and white wrong. And this guy doesn't seem to see it. And, and, and now, apparently, the councillor who made this classic lack of judgment is going to go on a committee that judges the decisions of the council. And he just couldn't see it. I just, I, 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 I just I am staggered I by the weasel words. I didn't, Nick, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I didn't conduct the best interview with Mr McCall, and I allowed my, my frustrations to bubble up to the surface a little bit, because I did... I, I, I kind of agree with you. How am I supposed to sit on the fence? I can't. It was an, I, I do think it was an indefensible decision to allow this, this, this particularly uh, horrible character, to be Mr Chiani, to be given a, a, a taxi licence. Um, and it, it felt to me, and Mr McCall May, may disagree, disagree with a lot of what I was saying. It felt to me as though he was defending... Well, he was defending the people that yeah. made that decision. Not the decision, but the people that made that awful, awful decision. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of the kind of Paxman interview where, where, where the interviewer leaps over the interviewee, but I, I, I think you did the right thing. It's, it, it, it's just plainly wrong, and this chap should... If he worked in the private sector, he would be dismissed. I mean, the councillor fell back on this thing that he didn't break any rules or laws. Well, that's not the point. Mm. He's done something plainly wrong, and if he was an employee in, 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 the, in the private sector, he would be out. He'd be gone. There'd be no internal discussions. He'd be dismissed already. And, the, yeah, the legal line got me. Yeah, he didn't break any laws, but, but sometimes it's not, a, it's not about breaking laws. It's about showing poor judgment Absolutely. in a job where you have to make judgments. Absolutely. Nick, I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Probably a little bit too late to get on this show, but uh, if you want to start calling for Jonathan, you can. James is on the line. Morning, James. Morning, Ian. Probably the last call on my show. What would you like to say? Um, I just wanted to say that um, Douglas McCall doesn't seem to know the definition of the word integrity. Um, our politicians are always wondering why people don't engage uh, with elections and the political process, and I think he's just summed it up. Um, regardless of whether the guy technically broke any rules or any laws or anything like that, we expect that our politicians act with integrity and that our elected representatives represent what we as people believe would be right. Now that, that just get it. You, you, you're talking, of course, about MPs. These gentlemen were councillors. Does, does the same... Should we be as strict with councillors as we, we like to think we are with MPs? Why, why not? Why not? We've, we've elected them to a public office. And, and uh, everybody who was listening to, to that interview in uh, Mr Burke's uh, council ward, I, I hope that they remember at election time that he gave a licence to a convicted rapist um, and then said, well, it's OK, I'll just resign from that committee and go on a couple of others. James, we, we, we're at the end of the show. It's a strong point to... to um to end on, I, I should just put out once again that, that Mr Burke and Mr Shafiq uh, you are very very welcome to come on the show either in the studio or, or come on the phone or I can come out and meet you very very welcome to come on the show, I'm, I'm aware it's all sounding quite one sided and we would love to hear 
your side of the story, your side of the uh, the, the argument. And, and it, it could be argued that as councillors, as elected uh, people, you, you, you have a duty to come on and explain yourselves. Uh, if you do want to uh, to get in touch or, or meet up, you can send me an email, ian.lee, I-A-I-N, dot L-double-E, at bbc.co.uk. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the trains this morning, still disruption on First Capital Connect of about an hour um, due to a signalling problem at Peterborough between Peterborough and King's Cross. Also disruption on First Capital Connect between Bedford and Brighton. That's due to an incident at Hawley. So far on the M1, that's looking slow on the speed sensors between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Getting in the St Albans reports of London Road being partially blocked because of an accident in St Vincent Drive. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Gosh, I'm still... Um, disintegrate your bot-bot. Yes, well, thank you. Really uh, good show. Lots of calls today. It's much appreciated. JVS is up next. From Justin, Catherine, Kelly and myself. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, have the council done the right thing, offering 